For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. This is Daniel. You know where you are. You're on Rumble. I'm also on Joshua TV, Spotify, all the podcast distributors. Once I actually upload these things after the video, but live, you'll find me on Rumble very shortly after that. So it's going to be on JoshuaTV.com, which also feeds my Roku TV channel, which is a free add-on for your uh, Roku channels, and you can watch it on your television set. Back when I had a YouTube channel. There's an app for that already on most TVs. When that was taken away, thank God for Josh, because now we can get back in viewable, uh, in view of you guys when you're on your TVs. Okay, so let me just go ahead and go over a few things. We have Dr. Brian Artis coming on soon. I want to get this out of the way and uh, explain a couple things real quick before we have him on so we're not wasting his time uh, by doing this. First thing... The link for, and I'm going to post this up. Let me just do this so that everybody can see a visual of what's going on. And in the playback, you'll be able to see this. If in the play, oh, just froze. If in the playback, you see the buymeacoffee.com thing and you missed this week's because you're watching it in the playback, you can still submit that way. And then I will make sure that those get asked the very next time Dr. Artis is here. So if you are already there and you want to complete it, you can do that. Now, let me show you this real quick. So right in the description, it says write-in questions. Now, the call-in starts when I say the phone lines are open because I have a couple things happening today in the very beginning. I want to go over the Joe Lindner uh, four and a half. It's like four minutes and 25-second video with Dr. Artist. I want to get his take on what's going on with the uh, aneurysm that killed Joe Linder at age 30 of someone who I actually really uh, liked and appreciated and respected and was uh, motivated and inspired by is now gone and he was only 30 years old. Plasmapheresis, I want him to talk about that. I want him to talk about the uh, four shots that he got and his attempt to get rid of it. And uh, then we're going to have Rob from the Black Labs podcast come on and then Andre. And I want to make sure I get this right. I think it's Gubermente is his podcast. He's gonna, they're going to come on the screen and ask their questions, and then we're going to open up for calls. Okay. Now, let me just say this real quick. So if you go here, it says writing questions. If you can't call in, uh, you can submit, and you have me read it. And then this way I'll get a notification and know it's there. And that's, uh, it's like a super chat would be like on YouTube or something like that. Just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ballbusters. It's right here on the second line of the description of this actual video here, which is right there. Okay. So then, uh, right beneath that, you have the Dr. Artist Show. And now we're going to, we're going to talk about this right now. This is the drartistshow.com, the artist club experience. Now, if you can't get in for whatever reason, when we're doing our show, this goes right to the Dr. Artist experience. You become a member this way, and you get to have Q&A with him on his platform. It's $19.99 uh, a month, 
And you also get a discount on supplements. I think it's like 15% or whatever. As a, yeah, 15% off all year long on every order from Doctor from Artist Labs. Uh, that save is about 250 a year, he says. Uh, free returns, no uh, monthly, all these things that are checked here. I'm not going to go through all of them because it's just going to take a lot of time. But there's a lot of benefits with the membership. And you can go full year, and it saves you 40 bucks. So if you want to do this way or that way, it's up to you. And he's adding new stuff and new formulations all the time for his supplements. So it's kind of a one-stop shop there. And, uh, you know, Dr. Artis is paying attention to this stuff and making sure it's uh, formulated the right way. So that's one way you can do that. And the other thing, obviously, is becoming a member. You get the discount, and then you also get access to the live Q&As. And he might even bring other people on. I'm not 100% sure if he does that, but he might. I don't know. But also, you know, the DrArtistShow.com, is, which is where this, uh, this site is, you can get a link to his stuff on Brighteon where he posts his own videos. He's also on Rumble. All right. So there's that. Okay, there's that part of it. Dr. Monzo's code for 15% off, Ballbusters15, is it? No spaces. And then you can just click the image at SemperFryLLC.com. Let me explain what that means. You click this in here in the description, right? Here's my website for my hot sauce. And then you go here and you click him. And then you go to the shop or whatever you want to do. I think the book's right here. And then uh, you go ahead and you'll get your 15% off if you type in Ballbusters15, no spaces, at checkout. Okay. Last thing I want to show you before we get started and I get into this is the Try Blue. And that's, have you tried Try Blue? Let's click that. Oh, I already had it up. I shouldn't I didn't even have to do that. Okay. So. Here's a 17% discount. Daniel K, that'd be me, thinks you'd love TriBlue. So here's a 17% discount. And it's this right here. And then you go to shop. Now you can see what they have. Okay. And there's a lot of elixirs on here. And one of them happens to, that's Wild Stinging Nettle. That's a new one, I believe, that just came out. Black Human Seed. But the one I'm trying to find, there it is right there. So the licorice root right here. Remember... This horizon, the thing that's supposed to break up class. I think it's breaking up class. One of the things that Dr. Rodas talks about all the time, make sure you get the liquor suit that has the DL in it. With this one, they don't change anything in the natural formulation of their elixirs. So this right here would be a resource for that. Now, people who are concerned with the shot, post-shot, or maybe if they think they're going to get it from, you know, second-hand shot, then I would recommend checking this website out for these elixirs all right i think they have bundle packs and all kinds of stuff there's all kinds of neat neat little things in here colloidal silver as well all right fennel seed i used i love those i used you know the reason why i loved salami and i didn't really taste like the taste of salami i loved the fennel seed that used to be in it when i was younger this fennel seed just tasted awesome all right now there you go i'm gonna look for a uh and louie if you're out there buddy if you can supply the demand, I would totally take on someone who's uh, got, you know, wild mushrooms. Not the kind that make it, you know, see things. I can't, I can't, I can't, sort of, uh, <laughs> I can't promote that even as much as we'd like to. But, uh, you know, like any of the other ones, turkey tail, uh, reishi, you know, all the good stuff. Lion's mane is one, a big one for me. Anybody who has stuff like that. Uh, if, if there's a, if there's somebody out there that wants to be a, you know, give me an affiliate link for that, or if they're even smaller than that and they're just, uh, you know, 
doing it the way that people do on like what's the, what's the name of the place um ah, etsy if you're if you're a small business i'd re- i'd prefer to work with people that are uh you know small farmers whatever uh foragers or whatever if you if you can supply a demand on a regular basis for people who want that and uh, having a waiting list and all that stuff is understandable if it's the wrong season or if you can't find a bunch if you get a lot of orders that's that's understandable but i think that mushrooms and fungi are really important too so i would like to get affiliated with somebody with that because i used to grow my own <laughs> we'll see that alone uh so now now here's the next thing i need to tell you about okay whatever <laughs> leave me alone okay so somebody amazingly they changed the page on me it was different a minute ago let's see what happens if i refresh it there it is now it's spinning in a circle uh, it was until i touched something let's try that again it looked really cool because it was like in a rotating display. No, it's not going to let me do it. Okay. Anyway, somebody, and a, a, a viewer by the name of Joni, donated a Roadcaster Pro 2 to the show. And I just want to thank her because this is an amazing, wonderful gift. And it, there was, I don't, couldn't even imagine when I'd be able to have done this myself. But this is going to fix the audio problems with Collins. It's going to do a whole lot more than that, but that's one of the main things that it's going to do for this particular show because it's going to handle and take care of through via uh, Bluetooth and just integrating things. You'll be able to hear Dr. Artist without having to sh- mute your phone and listen to the show when I'm able to install this. I don't have it set right now. It was delivered to my old store in San Diego. Uh, Irfan, my friend, the guy who uh, took over the store and is making it a hot sauce store still, he has it waiting for me. It's in the box still, uh, delivered over there earlier last week. And I should be getting up there hopefully by the, this weekend, hopefully by Friday, maybe if I can. And I'm going to go ahead and hopefully even earlier. It'd be great if I could leave Thursday. But because um, I need a, I, there's going to be a learning curve for understanding how to use this and how to install it and all that other stuff. But this is going to be a game changer for this show in so many ways. And uh, everybody should be excited about that. And just so you guys know, this is another way you can support this show and independent media because when I have when I show you these affiliates, they're they're not sponsors, but not you know they're not giving you X amount of dollars per each time you're on a show, which is what a sponsor does. What they do is if someone decides that they're going to make a purchase through your affiliate link, then you get like a percentage, and that could be a little or a lot depends on you know how how popular it is. So it's not exactly you know, concurrent, it's not exactly uh, dependable, and it all depends on, you know, what's going on as far as the purchases through those affiliate links go. But if you want to help the show out, I'm going to make an itemized list on my Give, Send, Go, so that people, if they want to do something like that, because the next step from here is to get off this archaic Hewlett Packard computer of mine and make this my office computer for my business, and build my own from the box up and that's actually going to be cheaper and it's going to be way easier i can i can actually produce documentary quality videos if i can just get some better graphics cards and just you know build from the ground up but it's we're talking probably if matt who is matt johnson on uh, youtube is correct probably under 1500 dollars or right at that mark i could have the computer that i would never need a new one ever again and the other thing I just need to do if I'm going to be doing like 
um, interviews outdoors is some kind of audio equipment or, or a shotgun mic with a camera body that actually has the plug-in for it. There's a road, uh, actually another road. It's another road. Uh, it's a microphone, though. And I was looking at a, I think it was a 60, a Mark II uh, 6D or something like that, Canon. Because I have like the six, this $800 camera lens that I bought when, in better times on like a T6, Rebel T6. And it doesn't have a plug-in for a microphone. Otherwise, I would use it. I tried using it at the last Red Pill. It did not work out so well. So anyway, all that has been said now. Thank you so much, Joni. This is a game changer. I really appreciate it. That's freaking amazing and fantastic, and thank you so much. Now, I have gone through Basically, I actually made a checklist today. I'm trying to be more like my good friend Scott and have everything outlined because it just seems to make more sense that way. I usually have a pretty good memory and get everything in, but this is better. It's smarter. I'm a writer. Why am I not writing this out, you know? So I showed you a membership link, showed you his products, and I've got everything queued up to show you the Joe Linder video. If you haven't seen it already on my previous video, you're going to see it now. And one last thing. I have to see if I can find Joe, um, Dr. Artis's email regarding his... Maybe it's on the site. Let me see. No, I'm not going to find it that way because I don't know where to start looking. But let me see. If I can find it in my email... Let's see if I can get it. Usually it's Doc at Artist for that episode. Oh boy, that wasn't the best way to do that at all. Let's see if I can do Artist Labs. Maybe he can pull something up if I ask him to. I just want him I want him to be able to show his uh upcoming event. Yeah, that's not gonna work for me. I can't I can't look through this now. That's one thing I didn't cue that I should have. That was my bad. But uh, he has the Dallas thing coming up soon. Uh, I believe it's in September, if I remember correctly. And he's going to be hosting it himself. It's his, it's his, it's his shindig. And he's not the only speaker, but it would be a great time if you guys are anywhere near Texas, able to do that. Plus, I believe they'll be selling live stream tickets as well. So one way or the other, good times had by all. And it's actually closer to me. It's not super close. Dallas is on the, yeah, other side of Texas from where I'm at. So it's, Texas is a big state. I've driven through it before. It seems like it never ends. Kansas is the same way because it's nothingness, flat land, and every once in a while, if you get lucky and you get stimulated by seeing a grain elevator, that kind of keeps you awake a little bit. And then there's parts where I was driving through, it was like 45 miles per hour. And I made the mistake of saying, ah, 55, and I got pulled over. Ha, ha, ha. Huh. Right next to, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it, but anyhow. Oh, no, you know what? I think I got pulled over when it was, uh, when I was in o Oklahoma. Yeah, it was, it was in Oklahoma. I had made it that far before I had gotten pulled over. <laughs> this is like 12 years ago. All right. And now one last thing, the Red Pill Expo is coming up on August 11th, I believe in Des Moines, Iowa. And the list, the cast of characters, let me let me see if I can pull it up here for you. I have an affiliate link for this too. I just got to find it because you get a discount that way and then it helps to show out too. But let me just, uh, let me pull up what I have here and then uh, I'll put it after the video. I'll post it in the actual description for the red pill. 
And I don't have to do that. I just have to go change the thing out. Boop. Come on. Come with me. All right. The expo. Stop it, lady. All right. So here's let's hopefully they have it uh, updated now. So obviously this is a G. Edward Griffin event. And G. Edward Griffin right there. Mickey Willis is going to be there. Kate Shimmerini. She is awesome. She was on Scott Shira's show. She is, uh, I would say, is a good person to, uh, you know, want to make the effort to uh, see or hear if you have a chance to get the, the live stream if you can't be in Des Moines. Uh, Dr. Brian Artis. That's why I brought it up. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. And Alex Newman's there. Dr. Lee Merritt. This is like an all-star cast now. Like, now that they finally put it all up. And my favorites, <laughs> my favorites, my favorites, as far as uh, what we're looking at. And, oh, man, between him and Dr. Artis, that, that's the whole show right there for me. Like, uh, Dr. Alfonso Monzo III. All right. And then uh, Robert Scott Bell, who is on our show, is going to be the uh, master of ceremonies yet again. Okay. So now you know. And someone's asked me for the link, so let me go ahead and do that. Uh, why don't you have this, Rob? I already gave it to you once. All right. I got to type something for him, too. So. Wait, where did it come through? Oh, okay, I see. I'll bring you in after the Thank you guys for making you know live TV, so right? Live shows. Alright, cool. So now everybody should be good, everybody should have all the stuff they need. And The phones will be open as soon as Andre, which is the second uh, questioner, the second guest, finishes being answered by Dr. Artis. I will open up the phones at that point. It shouldn't take very long. And the, the video that I want to start off with, with, uh, why am I doing this still? <laughs> that, I'm do that I want to start off with is... Only four minutes long, and I just want to get his comments on it, Dr. Artis's comments on. So, guys, if you are interested ever in having your chance to be on the video with us to ask a question, we're going to figure out an organized way to do that so that everybody gets an opportunity and chance, doesn't you know suck up too much time. I can press a button at any moment and just... Get, you know, move it on, but I would prefer if everybody just uh, was courteous enough not to have to have that happen, you know, make it all friendly, you know, ask the question, get the answer, and, you know, let from the next person up. So we can we can work on that, provided that the internet, you know, in your area is fine, and that certain things that I have to just uh, kind of iron out with the technical stuff will be uh, available and uh, able to do that because 
it's a link to the StreamYard itself, to this actual, it's not like a StreamYard, it's not like a Rumble link or anything, it's to this setup that I have here. So it's kind of one of those things that if I give it to one person, I have to trust them not to like post it all over their social media and destroy the and shut down because it'll it'll weigh too heavy on everything and, and just like crash it. So that's that's my only concern. And I don't want to sabotage the broadcast because, you know, too many people fools rushed in, as they say, if you have really thick sideburns. Am I on at the right time? Yeah, it's 11 five. Cool. And I'm gonna when Doctor Artist gets on, I'm gonna see if he can give us some more information on his, because he can present on his screen too, uh, the event that he has coming up. While we're waiting though, see the only thing is when I move away from the screen, I can't tell if somebody pops in, in the uh, little area down here in the waiting room. So it's kind of a gamble for me to look. Let's see if I can find anything from Doctor Artist. It should. I get so many emails. It gets things get buried so quickly. An upcoming video is I'm still working on Dr. John Bergman. And I have a couple other ones that might surprise you coming up. You're like, how, how did you do that? It's like, I, I still don't know myself, so I can't give you an answer. <laughs> All right. Doctor, uh, let's see. It's tough to find this stuff, man. There are just so many emails that I get. I'm, I'm five pages deep, and I haven't got anywhere near... <laughs> Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just let Doctor Artist present it when he gets in. There he is. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi there, buddy. How are you? I don't hear you. Oh no. I don't hear you. Do yeah, you hear me? I can hear. Yes. You okay, good. Uh, oh, that's great. Thanks. I just don't hear you. Uh oh. Uh, Hold on. Do you wanna... I'll actually do something. Hold on. Just wait. I'll okay. just. Yeah, that that helps sometimes. Awesome hot sauce. I was born in Syracuse. Agent Orangeman. SemperFryLLC.com. There's actually been a lot of people from the show that have been uh, picking that up. Is that helping, sir? I guess not. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Maybe I need to back out. I can't, though, because that'll shut down the video. Oh, now I hear you. There you go. Awesome. Okay. So I got on a little earlier, Sorry, and I went... No, it's okay. I got on a little bit earlier, and I went through your membership uh, site, and I, I got through uh, going through all of your supplements and things like that, showing that. The one thing I couldn't find, because I, I just get so many emails, is information on your Dallas event that you are actually putting up yourself. So if you want to talk about that a little bit and kind of uh, get that out there. And also, guys, just remember, he's also going to be at the Red Pill in August. So check that out, too. Yeah, come to Red Pill Expo in Des Moines, Iowa. That'll be fun. So for those of you who are interested, you should be very excited. I'm very thrilled and very pumped. I'm actually launching our own conference. Uh, it's going to be called Healing for the Ages. And you can go to healingfortheages.com. And you can actually pre-register right there, put in your information so that when our actual ticket sales go live for either digital or in person, that should go live around July 17th. We will send out the notifications that all processes are built in and ready for everybody to start actually signing up. And that's going to be very exciting. And we will be doing affiliations and uh, with podcasters like you, Daniel, and others to help uh, promote that to your audiences. And we'll make sure you have all that before July 17th. But go to healingfortheages.com and you can actually register there and just at least see there is a 
website up, ready to go. But uh, we're actually building everything on the back end right now to support uh, what we expect to be, we're hoping and praying, thousands of people who are looking for uh, the whole purpose of the actual conference is to establish a foundational understanding in how God designed the human body, or if you're an evolutionist, awesome. how evolution built your body, if you believe that. So the goal is to actually give you, this is not a joke, there's four of us doctors that I've, I've invited three others to come with me to speak, and it's very unique. These three and other individuals are like me. We've never, even during the period of the four years of the pandemic, never once did we ever have to take a prescription drug nor prescribe a drug to anybody else to help them survive the pandemic. So with that understanding, and we never were afraid either. So the, the actual name of the conference is healingfortheages.com. Ages is an acronym. You'll see A.G.E.S. It's Dr. Artis, Group, Ely, and Schmidt. So it's Dr. Ed Group is the G, Dr. Henry Ely is the E, and Dr. Jana Schmidt, the naturopathic doctor out of uh, Jacksonville, or sorry, out of Florida, will be joining us in Dallas, Texas for this event. And all four of us, two of our chiropractors, two are naturopathic doctors. We are going to be giving you, everybody in attendance, Daniel, this is what's going to make a difference. Everybody that comes in attendance is going to be handed a booklet. And that booklet, this notebook, is going to have every single slide from every one of our presentations. And then we're going to introduce infographics to show you how the body is designed, how our systems are built, cardiovascular system, organ system, skeletal system, nervous system. We're going to give all those to you and then explain how the, we're going to educate you on how the body systems work together. And then one of us are going to be doing a presentation on how the cells of your body are designed to function, what they do, how they operate to heal the body and sustain the body's energy and vitality and, and healing and aging, all of it. So that's going to be important. Then we're going to teach basic detoxing protocols. Just so you all know, you do not have to be doctors to attend this. This is for lay people. It is going to be giving you information that you at home can now reference whenever anything comes up so you don't have to run to a damn medical doctor's office or to a hospital to get a drug that you think is going to help you with your symptoms. There is not a symptom that's ever been created on the earth that a human being has experienced that is caused by the deficiency of a prescription drug. That is not why you have your symptoms. So the goal is to educate you on diet. We're going to actually go through food basic principles of how you balance the pH in the human body to keep you healthy. And it's going to be very high level. What food should you eat? Which food should you avoid? Which foods raise acid levels? Which ones lower alkaline levels? Which ones help you make have a more balanced diet is the term they use in the media. Mm -hmm. A balanced diet, what that means, and how it is that you achieve that. And then we're going to educate you on basic detoxing protocols. This is all foundational, by the way. Two whole days of this stuff, nonstop. We're going to be educating you on how the body's built, how it operates, how it runs. And then we're going to have basic principles of food and nutrition that you need to know that keep you healthy. That, so you don't have to be afraid of anything they're going to try to scare you with in the future. It doesn't matter what it is. Even the medical doctors don't need to hurry up and find a prescription pad to give you a prescription to go to a pharmacy. We're going to tell you how to do it all. And we're going to give you protocols for specific things at home. So you never have to wonder, what do I do in the future? All of this will live on the website, actually. And we are anticipating from this first foundational conference where you at home will have all the information. And we're, I told you in the beginning, we're going to hand everybody notebooks of all our presentations. Outside of that, everybody at home digitally are, is going to get a PDF at home to download. So you get oh, all of it awesome. at home. 
So you're going to have all the documents, whether you're in person or at their live. It doesn't matter. The goal is to get this in into the homes of as many people as possible so that you know the principles for healing and health naturally so that we can, you know, we got to start chipping away at helping to remove fear, anxiety, and confusion out of people worldwide. And there are some real basic things that have separated, in my opinion, the four doctors I have coming who have each of them healed, trained, produced products, and educated from stages around the world to educate you at home that you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be anxious even during a pandemic where they're throwing nothing but fear-mongering at you. And there's a reason why none of us were fearful and why it is we were so ready to just tell the world, you don't have to be afraid. Well, wouldn't it be great if we can now take the massive amount, Daniel? How many people do you think in this world are now confused at oh which God. supplements to take, which foods to eat, which dietary, homeopaths, detoxing principles? I mean, there's been so confused. much flooded information we've all been giving out there right. that now it is time to just define it and make it real clear and simple for you. What are the basic principles you at home can do to keep you healthy and your loved ones healthy? And then what are these basic things you should have in every home that are going to fit into these protocols, for example? Like, for example, in the future, if your kid ever gets a fever... Like, wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to run to the ER? Wouldn't it be great if you just had a book you could open or a PDF you saved from a conference we did or go back and watch a video where we actually present to you how to handle a fever, what a fever is, why the body produces it. And once you get the basic concepts and understanding that we all got in school for years and years and years, <laughs> when we give you these basics, you're going to go, oh my God, now I'm not afraid of wondering why my body's doing X. Why is it getting hot? Why is it getting chills? Why am I having diarrhea? Why have I not pooped for five days? Why am I getting this fungus under my toenails? Why am I getting rashes on my body? You're going to learn all of why at the Healing for the Ages conference. And then we're going to show you how it is we would at home ourselves, if any of these things ever happened, how we, one, research to figure out what it is we're going to use, and then two, how we apply that information and then watch the body do its thing. It's, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, listen, Daniel, this is not amazing. Four years later, after this <laughs> pandemic started, four years later, we had organizations around the world investing billions for decades on weaponizing a pathogen, spreading it all over the whole world, expecting it was going to cause mass casualties and disease, and it didn't. <laughs> it stuck, <laughs> and it still didn't do it. 99% of all people still, still lived. And even when they realized they were living through the pathogen they released on the whole world, whatever you want to call it, when they released it, within five months, they recognized that it wasn't working. People weren't dying. People weren't getting sick. They weren't believing this narrative. So we need to do something different. Now, they probably already had this plan, but in May is when they enacted it. People aren't dying from this supposed pathogen we just spread around the world that now we're scaring everybody with. So we need to create a hospital protocol to create the deaths we need to get to X. The X is a vaccine agenda. We have to have deaths. The only way they were going to do that was to concentrate poisons and toxins and inject them inside of you. Remdesivir, morphine, midazolam, Presidex, fentanyl, all the sedation drugs, and then vent them to death with pressures exceeding what the lungs can handle. Okay, This is what they did to kill you. Then they called it COVID. And then as a result of me coming out and telling the whole world this hospital protocol is a setup, thank God there were tons 
of medical doctors, in my opinion, tons being like a hundred out of a million in America, tons of them, in my opinion, it felt like it was only like a hundred. Maybe they all came out in unison and said, yes, this hospital protocol is dangerous. We have early treatment options that included prescription drugs and nutritional supplements, which was brilliant on their part. And I was so glad they actually had the openness to suggest supplements. But ever yeah. since then, it has created massive amounts of confusion. And now it's time to lay the foundation so this whole thing doesn't happen again is our goal and our prayer for you and your home. When I mean not happening again, I mean your family doesn't have to react or succumb to the fear, anxiety, propaganda that will be pushed in the world through their narratives and mainstream media to convince you there are health challenges beyond your control, and that is not true. Just recognize no matter what they tried, vaccines that were toxic and deadly, 99% of y'all all still lived. So your body and what God created or evolutionist, if you believe it evolved to be the superior, it has proven to be greater than the poison toxins they've created. Like, it's just phenomenal to me what the human body can do. So I have brought four people to join me. That's uh... the 8th and 9th in Dallas, Texas. I'm sorry, I, I talked over that. What was what was the dates? I apologize. September 8th and 9th in Dallas, okay. Texas. Uh, yes, and that's a really intelligent focus too because it's a class, not like a pep rally or an expose or bringing awareness to the problem. You're actually feeling people with what they need in order to handle their lives and be independent from the system, which is the the best way to approach it. And I think that's a, that's a really smart, very yeah. uh, valuable thing that you're doing there. Okay. Now, I have this clip. It's only four minutes long. I don't know if you heard about Joe Linder. And uh, he was a bodybuilder. He was very popular, 9 million uh, followers. I was one of them. He was a really reproachable, kind, nice guy. He was in the United States for the first time ever on a podcast. And he talks about something that happened, some procedures that we all know about that he actually underwent. And... A couple, you know, was three weeks later, out of nowhere, dies of an aneurysm. And this is after attempting to get rid of it through plasmapheresis. So let me just play this clip real quick, and then we'll... Uh, Please we'll do. Go. Yeah. It's only four minutes. If you want me to pause at any time, just say the word. You got it. I'm going to try to break it big screen, too. And you know what? Let me just do this real quick. Just gotta check something real quick on our side, so I'll make sure that everybody else can see it correctly. Let's bring this down here. There we go. Okay. Now Joe's on the left. Did you get the vax? I I got the vax. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. Even four. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, and also, Bru, you know how it is. This is the same like you go to a party. You were worried about your heart? And you are with the wrong people. All of a sudden, you might do something on this party that you don't want to do because there's these people that are like, you know, you, you should do it. <laughs> dude, fuck. <laughs> so Damn, I'm in this dude. place also. I was in this place. We don't need to say where it is exactly, but I was there and my friends said like, we can get it. You should get it, man. And I'm like... You, you got peer just... pressure into the vax? Yeah, kind is of. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> 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 I don't like, fuck no. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It is I'm, what I'm, it is. I, I, when I think about it later on, I'm like, what did I do, man? But 
Oh mein Gott, das könnte into weird conspiracy therapy, uh, conspiracy therapies, uh, theories, because I did blood cleaning twice after all this. I did a plasmaphorosis with taking out heavy metals and all that stuff. Oh man. He says plasmaphorosis, but it, he's he's trying to say plasmaphoresis there. And yeah, I did all this. I don't know. Is this this is too controversial probably to say? This. Wait, no, say it, say I, it. I went to the doctor and I did my blood work again because I take my blood work all the time, and then I show it to the doctor and we kind of see these particles and i'm like what is this and then they all no say, way this dude. is this is shut from, the fuck up this is from this and i'm like oh my god and then i show it to another of my friends and there's all kind of hidden websites that you can't get to but it's like the dark oh media kind god. of web and there's even more conspiracies this is crazy as fuck because i know you're the kind of guy who for sure you got your blood work all the time and then you're telling me you got the thing and then you got your blood work and then it was fucking crazy and and yeah and this this guy's also big into it so he's like you need to do a plasmaphorosis now. So they poke like a fucking needle into your arm here, which is like like the like the like a pen, you know, like thick like this, right? Unbelievable yeah. thick needle. And they take all your blood out, put it into this machine, and then clean it and bring it back. So we did this with the heavy metal cleaning and all this stuff, which supposedly cleaned my blood. I did a D-dimer test and all this. I don't know if you know what it is. It's like this determines like the clotting of your Arteries, blood yeah. arteries and stuff like D-dimer and like my D-dimer was this and then after all this it was dead and then yeah I did so this. It, did it improve after you got that I removal? did it yeah twice I did it in six month period like one time and then the second time also expensive as fuck man like yeah it's no fun man uh, so yeah I was so shocked and the doctor was like you need to do it man if you want to like survive after you took these shots bro no way you need to do this now yeah this was like that actually oh, <laughs> shit because I don't know if the nurse did something weird because when she took the she this in Thailand obviously yeah so when she then took out the blood and then it's like there was some like a white thing in there and I'm like what the fuck is that and then they may be like maybe cholesterol and I'm like what I have so high like what the fuck is this it's a, then I show this to my friend he's conspiracy oh, he shows no. me all these websites where he's like since since they do this to people so and so many they found this in athletes and stuff and that's a weird like reason why people they die they have these white blood clots tons of them in their blood everywhere and so they're like this is what you maybe have we go to this other doctor and make further testing and then i make further testing and he's like not white it was not white anymore there was no white thing it was probably air just like the nurse didn't do it right but he then said there's these black particles this is the heavy metal that you have in your blood <laughs> Dude, that whole thing just trips me out yeah, that was such a crazy time man like yeah. an actual crazy time. So ultimately what I think about this right now, like after all, I'm like, that was it and is some kind of a flu. And yeah. that's what it is. And people overreacted maybe and whatever this like, people maybe saw opportunities also for making money. Mm, yeah. 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 And you know that there's maybe bigger people over us. They can control much more things in different ways. Yeah. And they did let this happen, right? Yeah. But a, ultimately I think... And there was kind of an overreaction to this. Yeah, I agree, man. For sure. I mean, I kept my... All right. That's enough of that. It, it gets, the, gets the point across. All right. Let me remove that. Get us back up to... you have any comments on that, Dr. Artis? Um, I will just share this with you. There is actually a medical doctor in uh, Kansas who texted me last weekend and said, as a result of your work, she's a medical doctor. She said, as, as, as a result of your work, I just want to say, I applaud you because there is a nurse practitioner in California 
who since your revelations about screening everybody with the D-dimer test and why, she said, I just want you to know she has run thousands of tests on the vaccinated. All of them have elevated D-dimers and we have actually been able to utilize your research to apply medical treatment to help save their lives. And then she said, your work has physically saved two of my family members' lives or friends' lives that are personal to her who she actually sent to California to have those tests run and it actually answered all of their problems and symptoms. So what do I think about this? The D-dimer is a test that he references and of course this is a big right. deal to me. I do not know who that guy is. I'm assuming, I think you said he died. He yeah, he, he died of an aneurysm out of nowhere and yeah. he had just been talking about having had four shots, trying to clean it out and then they found that it's still a bunch of stuff in his body. And that's kind of going to lead into what uh, Rob's going to be talking about, about the, the, a certain possibility as to why once you get it in there, it's going to be super hard to get anything out. Yep. So, so I will educate people on what this is. So these are my thoughts, right? So plasmapheresis is drawing out all of your blood and then separating your plasma from your cells and then putting the cells back in. <laughs> so that's really what they're doing. Removing the water where they're seeing those particles in his blood and then putting back in the cells. And he said it was a horrible thing. That's what they were doing. But uh, what, I, what I found, it was very hard for me to talk about the clotting effects of the shots and being able to know what in the world was creating it. But just for the world to recognize this, the D-dimer, why I've been so insistent on making sure the world knows about this D-dimer test is because when you go to medscape.com and look up in the medical literature, what are medical doctors supposed to look for when you see elevated D-dimers in a patient? It doesn't tell you you have blood clots. That's not what a D-dimer does. The D-dimer does not tell you that you have blood clots. The elevated D-dimer tells you you have something breaking down blood clots right. in your body. So if, for example, what God puts inside of you called plasmin, plasmin is what breaks down blood clots in your body. If the plasmin starts breaking down blood clots like it's supposed to, you will see the degraded components of the clot being identified as what they call elevated D-dimers. If a patient is on warfarin, heparin, or coumadin, which are blood clot-busting drugs, you will have elevated D-dimers if the patient has clots. If they're on warfarin and there's no clots, you won't see elevated D-dimers. It only tells you the clots are being broken down. The problem is... D-dimers, they state in the medical literature, every single medical doctor needs to look for snake venom poisoning when you see elevated D-dimers. That's what it says in their documents. I didn't make this up. It's online right now. Go to Medscape.com. Look up their article right now. Google it. Medscape.com. How to interpret elevated D-dimers. And it flat out says, if you see elevated D-dimers, medical doctors, the first four are, Look for these two types of blood clots in the body. If you see elevated D-dimers, there's going to be blood clots somewhere in the body. Or they're on a drug breaking up clots, and maybe the dose is too high. Or number four, go look for small blood clots in the body somewhere. And then the fifth thing, there's only five bullet points. The fifth one says, go look for snake venom poisoning, causing all the other four. Okay, great. Right. Well, inside the shots, they use snake venom phosphodiesterase as the gene therapy component to cut your DNA and RNA and open up your cells for their technology. They use venom to do it from snakes called snake venom phosphodiesterase. So when I learned what D-dimers were, that you're supposed to look for snake venom poisoning, I went to go see, 
did the people making these shots do research in snake venom? And oh my God, in every paper than creating the COVID-19 mRNA shots, it was snake venom phosphodiesterase and a substance called RNase in every single paper. RNases and snake venom phosphodiesterase. RNases are enzymes from snake venom that destroy RNA. So that's what they're using in their gene therapy shots. That's what All the mRNA Moderna shots were specifically meant to do, right? That's exactly. what they're designed to do. So <laughs> when I say they did plasmapheresis on this guy, they found elevated D-dimers and they improved after they cleaned out his blood with plasmapheresis. He still died from an aneurysm. I banking on it. When you're doing plasmapheresis, you're only cleansing the blood. And you can't take all the blood. The person will die. So you're only doing some of the blood periodically, trying to get all the debris out of there. Do you know what you can't do with a Stop whatever's plasma causing Yeah. You what? cannot get into the cerebral spinal fluid of the patient. I would, I would love to know what kind of aneurysm he had and died from. Number one, I know they don't clean all of the blood. They just clean all the stuff they're extracting and then put back in the cells you need. They can't take it all. You're going to die. They can't take it all out of you. You're going to die on the table. So they remove some of it, clean it, and then put it back in. And then they'll have you come in a couple weeks later, do it again, and they try to clean slowly all of it out. But if that's stuff complaining of the pain. If he, if he died of a brain aneurysm, this was in his cerebral spinal fluid into his brain, impacted the blood vessels, impacted the blood in the blood vessels, and he would have stroked out and had an aneurysm and died. That's what I would expect because you cannot get all of them out with plasma phoresis. You cannot do that. However, for the audiences at home, if elevated D-dimer shows up in you, there is one published thing by the NIH. Actually, they published two things that totally destroy the blood clotting effects of all venoms. One is a prescription drug you cannot get that is owned by a company called the Bayer Corporation in Germany. It's called Suramin. Mm -hmm. Number two, you can get in every food store in the entire country of the United States. What they made Suramin from was a component found in licorice root. Right. And it is called glycerohyzin acid. And that substance destroys all 12 blood clotting factors of venoms. So that dude that died, unfortunately, should have been put on that product. And this is why we continue to speak out. This is why some of the purposes of the Healing for the Ages conference, there are many basic things we can do to help you. And technology has its limitations and drugs even have more limitations. Yeah. And and yeah, I, I had just posted up uh, Tri Blue before you had come on too. And they have an elixir. Uh, glycerohyzin and they don't make any changes they don't take anything out so the dl will be on there the uh, or the the gl it, gl sorry yeah and what brand is that uh it's tri blue tri blue yeah great yeah. i need to know all those resources i love learning from other people stuff that they've researched yeah. found i just need to know great brands that we can recommend That's i'll, all send, I have I'll send you the link at the end um so we have uh, i have rob here i hear i'm hearing an echo all of a sudden rob is that on your end possibly if not i'll just pull you in here and let's see it might not be I'm not sure what's, why that's happening. Holy Hello. cow. My head's big. <laughs> I should shave better this morning. <laughs> you look great, Rob. You look great. Hey, Doc. This is, this is, this is Rob of the Black Labs podcast, and he had uh, come up with something surrounding, and I'll let, him, I'll let him explain what it is, but another thing to consider, and it, it, it tied in directly with what you have been talking about on this show for a long time, so I wanted Rob to have the opportunity to 
uh, presented himself since it was his uh, his digging that that brought it to uh, to light. Okay, uh, Doctor Artis, great talking to you. Um, been waiting for the moment where I found something that might add to the discussion. Um, everything you've said been spot on. Um, had to take a lot of flack from friends uh, for going your route a few times, but it looks like it's all proved out. Uh, the one thing that I've seen here lately, um, I found something interesting. So we're talking about we lost the... we lost Doctor Artis. Hold on a second. Oh no. Yeah, let's uh let's pause for a moment. I don't know what happened. Hopefully he'll pop back in. Uh, as an aside, Daniel. Uh, yes. There was a little bit of echo before I got on. So, oh, was there? So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm not sure. What's, it could just be my headphones being too close to the mic. All these things will be fixed once I get. Oh, there he is. All right. Sorry about that, Doctor Artis. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know. Everything went down, so I got off and came back on. <laughs> and Rob, okay. your head looks the same size from when I got off and got back on. <laughs> it fits I'll the screen perfectly. <laughs> Let me work on that. <laughs> so, where we were. Um, we're talking about the Dynabeads, right? Which oh yeah, we haven't really confirmed. Are they in there? And in what capacity? In what formulation? In what material? Because there is numerous different versions of Dynabeads. Okay, and I've been looking into that ever since you mentioned it. It's really bugged me because it kind of fits in with some of the things that are on my side of what I've been re researching, which is the uh, interaction between Dynabeads in vivo and terahertz radiation. So awesome. um, to go ahead and add to that, it looks like they use the Dynabeads to capture uh, DNA and RNA. So with that being said, it also looks like they can be used as a dosing feature within the body so so it, have you just out just out of the first question this is very exciting because not very many people have actually followed through on the dynabead stuff but that was eye-opening to me to find that in cataline carico and drew wiseman's documents and the creation of the mrna gene therapy only because of this wild magnetism that went all over social media for when the first shot started coming out i was like oh my god they have these things called super paramagnets that they wrap biological material with and these researchers included in their development for each of these research studies and creating these shots. That was really the exciting thing, but they use it also. You're going to know this already. They use it. So when they wrap it in your lipid nanoparticle hydrogel around whatever they've infused, it uses it to separate this stuff throughout all the tissues in your body so that it's repelling all of your, all of the diddle, different magnetic beads. Anyway, keep going. I'm excited. I'm excited to learn well, from you, Rod. <laughs> so what, I've noticed is the beads can do both. They can disperse, but they can also capture and gather. Wow. And so the beads, some of the beads are made with multiple layers. And as these layers disperse in a road, the, the, um, the structure and the usage changes. Okay. So you could literally have like a gobstopper of Dynabeat right? Multi-layers built up on it. As one layer depletes, it exposes the next layer, and then it behaves differently as it wears through these layers. They can layer now, the Dynabeads. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> right? Um, hence, nanotechnology involved in the manufacture of these beads. 
right? Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, now, now, here's the big one. Uh, we were trying to understand for a very long time why we went from freezing the vaccine being the most important thing to let's not freeze it to, well, let's go back to freezing it part of the time during transport, but not during direct administration. And remember that we were all yes, trying to figure out what are, what are they doing? Well, <laughs> what I found out is the worst thing you can do to Dynabeads uh, when you're using them in a lab situation is to freeze them. And there are numerous uh, warnings about do not freeze, freeze these because I guess what it does is it actually splits through these layers and then causes um, layer conta to layer contamination. Okay, as they as a external surface cracks. Got okay, it. so it makes me wonder: were they essentially using the freezing as a way to change batch to batch? Uh, administration and uh, behavior properties. Like yeah. after formulation, now we're going to use yes. freezing to change it? Oh, man, that would suck. And furthermore, uh, the people who got the paramagnetics that were frozen, uh, freezing with a paramagnetic makes it more magnetic. Oh, I didn't know that. So it changes wow. two properties, right? Wow. So now that's how they that's how they do that with the uh with this with the superconductors too with the, with the freezing and stuff like that yep. and that may be why we saw people early on with the magnetism at the injection site and then it just went away yeah that really could be why because <laughs> it's so, layered and changing in your physiology yeah and they froze some batches and didn't freeze others the ones that they froze yes. would be highly magnetic so that's awesome that is great info man that's awesome <laughs> now did now, you also say that if um for the people who had the quick thought effect of the injection going into them they would be the ones that had a more rapid reaction if they were going to have a problem so maybe they started changing it around so that people wouldn't all drop dead immediately or within a yes. quick period of time afterward because that's depending on what the like yeah depending on what the layers were um, you would accelerate the degradation and, in turn, increase the rate of dosage as time went on. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. I will tell you, actually, I'm looking up right now. Y'all keep talking. I'm looking up a presentation I did for the Reawaken Tour in uh, um, Nashville, Tennessee. And y'all, if I can share this with you, this might help, even though it's not specific around Dynamedes, but I bet they're involved in this tech but uh, for me, it was very, very cool, Rob, for you to bring this information up. I love it. And uh, for me, I never really could figure out, and it was a big question for a lot of people. Uh, the Dynabeads themselves, when I discovered that in the research studies of the people making the product, along with the venoms they use to do their gene cutting, what they call cleaving, to do their mRNA gene therapy, recognizing the Dynabeads and having to go look that up, they call them G-coded Dynabeads in their research papers. And I remember thinking, what are Dynabeads? So I just copied and pasted it to go see what it was. And I'm assuming a lot of your research is going to Thermo Fisher Scientific and their paperworks and documentations. They're the largest patent owner of these Dynabeads they own. But uh, the Dynabeads explained to me real quickly that, oh my God, these 
these injections they're using to suspend the biological material in their mRNA gene therapy, they're using magnets to do it that are called super paramagnets. Could that explain the actual magnetism? Yeah, it could. These are magnets, man, that uh, the researchers are using. But what it, it still didn't answer for me, it does now possibly, Rob, with your uh, revelations on the research into freezing the magnets and accentuating their magnetism, which is phenomenal. I had no idea. That perfectly explains it. It wasn't until I did research into blood clottings, looking into this D-dimer discussion that we had, that I came across that the Department of Defense in America has been funding research and now owns patents on a blood clot causing hydrogel. And in the documents, in the written articles on mainstream media, on the research papers, it actually, for the first time ever, expressed to me and explained to me why it was they actually were making these cold in the first place. Like it totally answered it for me. The Dyna beads revelation is awesome and that does help me. But if you don't mind, I'd love to show you all a few of these slides and, uh, and I'll find them while you're talking about it. I found the presentation here, but uh, they actually acknowledge in the documents that uh, the hydrogel, the department of defense created is thermo responsive and it states, and I'll show it that it is liquid at uh, core body. No, sorry. It's, liquid at freezing temperatures not a joke and then when it's put into a mammal when it reaches room temperature or warmer it actually solidifies uh, into a clot so and in this hydrogel are infused two snake venom proteins called e-carin to initiate the rapid blood clotting which was found in every covid patient by the way and a that came from the saw scaled viper snake e-carin e-c-a-r-i-n is infused in this hydrogel. And then the second venom protein is from the Eastern brown snake, and it's called textilinin. And this combination of these two and their explanation of how it works, I was like, oh my God, this perfectly explains why they created this and why they would do it. And then why it was, in my opinion, they actually put it on ice before they got it to you or tried to make it cold. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up here. Um, hope I didn't leave it out of this one presentation. Right. Oh, here we go. I found it. All right. So would you guys like me to share it with you? Yes, please. Okay. So, and just for a minute, and Rob, I want you to educate me on everything you have, but I really would like to show this to you. So present, uh, share screen, share screen. Let me go ahead and get back over there real quick. I think I have to just approve it or something. Oh, no, it'll just as an aside, um, it's, the, uh, uh Oh, go ahead. oh, okay. That's Rob talking. Sorry. No, okay. I, yeah. thought, I thought he. Was, I thought his video was starting because I don't reckon, I didn't recognize his voice at first. Oh, oh we lost oh, him again. Oh, we lost again. Yeah, Andre, I see you. Uh, we'll we'll bring you in in just a second. I just hopefully uh, something's going on with the connections or something today. So Doctor Artis has uh, popped out, and we'll get you back on here in a second. Hopefully, let me bring it out like that. There he goes. All right. Hello, sir. Sorry about that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add Andre real quick onto here, and he's gonna be the one asking the question after this. But I want you to show your slides first. Love it. All right, Andre. I think you have yourself, Mike, uh, muted. I don't think I muted that. I think that's you. I'm there good. You go. I'm, I'm okay. I'm muted. Gentlemen. Okay, so yeah, Doctor Artis is gonna show us a little. Oh, I gotta bring it up actually. Let me make sure I do that. Did All that right. work? There we go. Yeah, Ready? there we go. Is that enough room for it? Cool. I think so. All right, so let's go put to this on big screen so I can see it too. 
there we go. Dr. Artis, before we start, I just wanted to uh, point out the fact that paramagnetic materials absorb radio frequency and turn it into heat. Ooh. Wow. So we're talking about the thermal effects of clotting. So if these dynabeads were to gather in an area where somebody was bleeding and you were to saturate them with radio frequency, the paramagnetic beads would then heat up and possibly accelerate the clotting. Yeah. All right. So let me share with you. That's very awesome. Can you see the screen? Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, All right. So this, this, this is an article from June of 2022. Snake venom hydrogels as rapid hemostatic agent for uncontrolled bleeding. In this study, we demonstrate for the first time the use of two recombinant snake venom proteins, E-carin, to rapidly initiate clotting and textilinin to prevent clots from being broken down. And then it states here in the article, in blue, thrombolistographic analysis of the human blood hole sample showed that snake venom hydrogel rapidly initiates clotting and accelerates the rate of fibrin formation. Here's the acknowledgement to who funded this research and this product. <laughs> it's Jeez. the DOD and the Australian Research Council. And then I'm going to take you down here. Oh, I'm going to pass this. Textilinin, by the way, comes from this snake. This is textilinin. Description of what it is. In blue, I'll read it. Textilinin and its ability to inhibit plasmin, which is the, the thing in your body that breaks down blood clots God gave you. A protease involved in fibronolysis, breaking down blood clots, has raised the possibility that it could be used as an alternative to this one drug as a systemic anti-bleeding agent in surgery. And this is the eastern brown snake and its venom. And it inhibits plasmin's ability to do it. And I showed information there. And then there's this same article. Made from snake venom, these hydrogels could treat uncontrolled bleeding. Talks about the two proteins. This is the snake and its venom. But this is what I want to show you. This new bioengineered gel. Check this out. All right. So E. Karen from the Saw Scaled Vipers Venom promotes the coagulation that initiates rapid blood clotting. Textilinin from the brown snake prevents the breakdown, making these clots hardier and longer lasting, which is why I show these images from the Died Suddenly episode. In fact, I have these blood clots in my house in these little bitty jars that this embalmer brought to me before they got into stew. All right. So these are deadly, they say, if you deliver them into the body from the venom of the snake. Venom stops the blood flow, but this is what I want y'all to see. That's right. Uh, right. Here it is right here. So you see where it reads, the venom stops blood from flowing inside the veins and arteries, starving organs and tissues. Go to the last sentence in this paragraph. The gel is also thermoresponsive. So it is in liquid form when stored in a cool place, but will solidify at body temperature to seal the wound, a statement explains. And when I read this, I was like, oh, my God, is this what they did? Or th did they actually put this stuff on ice because it remains a liquid? And then when they would inject it into people, the body temperature would change the impact of the hydrogel that holds these two venom proteins that create clotting. Is that when it releases it? And then it starts its massive onslaught of creating clots. Anyway, I wanted to share that with you that this is uh, what I found early on. I was like, oh, my God, I got to make sure the world knows this stuff. But, uh, it's like a Luma seal for humans. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's, it's, Go ahead. They propose it as a wound for healing military injured personnel. Uh, but this is really ridiculous, in my opinion. 
these same venoms that they just published, textilinin. I'll just show you this, textilinin. They tell you here, underneath the snake here, the new gel uses a protein called e-carin and then another protein called textilinin. Textilinin is also known as a Kunitz type serine protease inhibitor. It blocks your body's ability to break down blood clots and prevents warfarin, heparin, and coumadin from doing the same thing. Textilinin, that protein right there from the Eastern Brown Snake was found in every single COVID-19 patient's blood and feces in the Italy study where they actually took the blood, urine, and feces of every COVID-19 positive patient. They found that protein from this snake venom specifically in every single one of those COVID patients a protein that causes <laughs> that causes blood clotting you can't break down. So what did we see with COVID? Blood clotting was a side effect, supposedly. Yeah, right. It is an effect of venoms being introduced into their body. So anyway, I just yeah. want you all to know that textilinins are Kunitz-type serine proteases, and that's what they found in every COVID-19 patient. In fact, it might be in this presentation. I think it's... So how do they control... It. Oh, sorry. Go, sorry ahead. Go, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. So how, how do they control the location of the clot? And not just end up with uh, endemic clotting everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't, do you? How do you know well, you can do that? How do you know? If With radio waves, maybe. Is that Could how be. they're going to gather the hydrogel, which then drags the dynabeads with it? Well, the dynabeads drag the hydrogel with it and yep. the components to the wound location. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Thanks, Hi, Andre. Hey, Dr. Artis. Good, Good to meet to you. See you. It's great to see you. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I posted something in the, the Rumble uh, chat. Let me go. And I remember this specifically because, um, you know, I've been mindfully aware for a very long time that they were going to do something like this, unfortunately, in oh, this okay. world. Um, that uh, Ebola also had a nicotinic. Um, there's a... I think I posted in there. I know. I remember, right now, yeah. I remember hearing nicotine at some point during that PSYOP. And now that, you know, Dr. Art is here. And, and I got to say that the most influential people in my life have been, um, you know, health in my life have been chiropractors. So this really just kind of fits in because I found a very, very good uh, chiropractor who was also a kinesiologist who's, who helped me out over the years. That's awesome. So, uh, and I remember you, uh, you were on the, the Crow triple seven and you were talking to, to those guys about monoclonal antibodies at that time. And mm -hmm. it was early and I didn't know much about them, but when, when you said that the monoclonal antibodies were used for snake bites, I was like, how is everybody not talking about this? Like, <laughs> how, how is this not number one everywhere? Yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, why <laughs> are we so just society just so decimated with cognitive dissonance right so you ain't lying very um, good so yeah so these dynabeads and and my my first uh, experience was i was actually working as an it person in a inner city um it wasn't a hospital so much but it was like an inner city a uh, health clinic and they had a bunch of these inner city people coming in and as soon as that uh, shot became available uh they were like we got to keep the we got to keep the them frozen you know and we were in charge of the um you know the uh, keeping uh, the technology that was used to to keep uh, um, their freezers um, freezing whatever it is that they needed to keep frozen mostly injections and uh, so I was there when they were just rolling this out and I was walking around these people and I was just like you are all mad 
you are all just out of your minds. And I just was just like, I don't even want to be here, but you know, this is my job to do this, you know? Yeah. And then I started experiencing some weird things like right after that. Um, um, you know, but uh, so, so Andre, the first step, the first one you gave me, it's got a, an ad, you know, allow ads blocking me from actually presenting the NBC one. Well, just, um, all you have to do is just type in Ebola and nicotine and you will see any number of links, one of them yeah. NBC, and then the other one is, uh, uh, are, are there, and it was something about, are there, is there a good kind of nicotine? Like people are like, well, this helped right. this way. Because nicotine we all believe that be nicotine's bad, bad in right. the first so place, right? It's just, it, I mean, again, Ebola and nicotine, you type that in, and I know, I remember because I was just mindfully aware because we, you know, the 2009, um, H1N1 thing. I knew that was a psyop, and I knew that they were going to start injecting people with that. And then, of course, then I think it was 2014 with the uh, with the Ebola uh, situation. And then, next thing you know, they start talking about nicotine, and I was that stuck in my head. And now, with Dr. Artis saying um, and and his revelations, thank God, um, you know, there's a connection, there's a link to all this, and and they know it, <laughs> they know it. I love the impression that um, the flu that formaldehyde poisoning, because it's identical to Ebola uh, symptoms, is and they found people actually poisoning wells in Algeria, Algeria with formaldehyde. That most of the time, that's what that is. But that's not to say that they didn't also use venoms back then too, and we're just now catching on to it. Oh, because for sure. If, if the nicotine is actually helping uh, in the quote unquote Ebola poisonings, because I wouldn't call it a virus, uh, then maybe that's the reason why. Well, Dr. Artis, in your, Calgary, oh. in your Calgary presentation, you mentioned something about HIV and the possibility that they were using the possibility. And I don't want to, I, I seem to remember, I watched it at least two or three times because it's so much information to take in. Um, it's like reading a good book over and over again. Uh, but uh, I think you did mention that, uh, that there is a possibility that HIV had some kind of factor um, with... Uh, you know, and there's so many blood clotting issues. I mean, look at Bear. Didn't Bear have that uh, um, that AIDS, uh, the where they the their blood was tainted, and it was uh, and they gave AIDS to the hemophiliacs. <laughs> so uh, they're all connected, and people just um, trying, you know, we have information slipping into the you know into the bit bucket, but. Uh, but yeah, there's the connection to all of this. Let me, let me interject this real quick because I'm checking the time. Sure. I'm not sure if Dr. Artis has to get out of here right in five minutes or not. But let me um, let me ask this question from Andrea Marino. And she just well, lost can media. I, can I clarify something real quick? Though? Oh, yeah, please sure, please. please. All right, so Andre's right. So in the presentations I've done in Calgary, Alberta, we're actually going to Toronto in October. That'll be fun to do a presentation there. But in those presentations and multiple ones, I have shown the world that uh, – inside of snake venom research documents they they actually proclaim they disclose via statements that they print out that the snake venoms components are homologous to hiv one's spike protein called glycoprotein 120. that's it okay listen this is so messed up they know the spike protein on the outside of hiv that supposedly makes you so sick to develop aids they're telling you now 40 years later in these Sorry. publications that that spike protein like covid spike proteins are identical in their origin is the word homologous it mm -hmm. means same evolutionary origin 
H5B1's spike protein comes from the same origin as snake venom components. And, and it was very snake. powerful because I have a family member with uh, HIV and my mom died of a glioblastoma. So... Well, the AZT was this uh, the, the, the shallow sea sponge poison toxin that they were using. Yeah. So, they love, so, they love their me, venoms. And let me share one more thing here, ready? Because he brought it up. Can you see the screen? Uh, I will be as soon as I pick that button. There you go. When Andre just mentioned, look up Ebola and nicotine, I did. I punched it in Google, and look what comes up. A published paper from 2015 titled Tobacco Against Ebola Virus Disease. <laughs> this might become really important because they're finding a lot of formaldehyde in the air testing they're doing right now after those fires. So I think the, I think the new outbreak might actually we might be looking at what they're going to call it right here. They can't doesn't stop this the conspiracy theorist from uh, remembering this stuff. Doesn't <laughs> the uh, latest chemical crashes with the uh, rail cars, etc. Oh, we lost Doctor Artis again. We'll see what happens. I think he dropped down. One more. Screen. You can go. You can finish it. Yeah, what you're saying. Okay. Doesn't that degenerate into formaldehyde when you burn it? And everyone was, if I recall, everyone was saying, "Don't burn the the chemicals. Don't burn it off after that rail crash." <laughs> and what ended up happening is, it breaks down to formaldehyde. If I recall. Yeah. Well, Andre, Rob, and Daniel, for all of you at home who are enjoying this podcast, I hope you are in this interview. I just want you to know over the last uh, four months, I decided to do something because with the absolute knowledge that is published and I can confirm it, that nicotine is the perfect antidote to COVID spike proteins. It will be for every future spike protein. I just want everybody to know here, I decided to look something up that I didn't think about until about four months ago. And I wondered, how long have they known that nicotine is the antidote to any virus Long that they call a virus. Right. So I looked it up. The very first one I started with is I typed in, this is not a joke, I typed in influenza virus and alpha-7 nicotine receptors called NACHR receptors. Influenza virus and nicotine acetylcholine receptors. That's what I wanted to know. Oh my God. Every single virus, you guys, targets the exact same receptor site on a cell and, and it is nicotine receptors and then i started to realize andre and rob and daniel if there really is a plot really truly if there is people having an agenda to create a depopulation agenda they have created weaponized biological weapons called venoms and did you know, like I told the world in the Watch the Water documentary, did you know that the word virus in Latin, which is the drug company's favorite word to use here, and the same favorite language, I had no idea it meant venom. But it does. It's defined to mean venom. They are specifically using venoms and calling them viruses, and then they're causing illness with them, and they target nicotine receptors. And then it made me really upset. Every single virus I looked up, measles, HIV, hepatitis A, B, C, uh, measles, MMR, you name it, all of them. All of them, you guys, target nicotine receptors. And then I started wondering, because I know they already study this, they know nicotine is the perfect blocker to all venoms that they're going to call viruses. And even if you don't believe that, viruses like SARS-CoV-2, they never said the virus was deadly or infectious or, or toxic. They said there was this 
gain of function addition to the outside yep. of the virus, they said, called a spike protein. Right. And they mm -hmm. said, this is the only thing causing disease and death in 28 right. different organs. Oh, my right. God. What did they already publish by then was the spike protein? Cobra okay. venom and crate venom. So Those SARS, so SARS was just a breadcrumb. Yep. They're probably using the same thing. These people are demonic scum, and they gotta be they gotta be handled, man. Well, Andre, imagine or Andre, imagine my shock to find out that uh, to watch as I have unleashed on the world as much as I can <laughs> with all the censorship as much as I can on my own to get this information to the world and it has worked and it has been mighty. It has been incredible to realize. Everything happens for a reason. And I, I connected with Daniel through uh, George and we had a conversation you know, George, one night. Under. Yeah. Um, we had a conversation yep. one night. And so we were on, on Joshua on that platform. I was transferring some videos, hoping that, you know, in uh, thinking that they would be a race. So let me get these videos over here. And, uh, and the next thing you know, he's got you on and I heard you on the crow and those guys. And I was like, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason is what I'm saying. And, and I want you to know, especially, that, and, and I don't find it ironic that after the watch the water documentary drops and my first antidote, I list is nicotine. And I discussed why, and all the evidence to support that. Did you know that in two months later, two months after the watch the water drops two months later, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, America, and England all announced that they have a new health agenda for all of their citizens in their countries, that they are going right. to have a tobacco-free country by the year 2030. Mm -hmm. And then what did Joe Biden just say two weeks ago? You have to understand this is, my, this is what you need to know you're up against. Joe Biden's administration two weeks ago said they are going to be the first presidency in history to now limit how much nicotine, only nicotine, tobacco people industry puts in their tobacco products. There is a reason why they're doing that. There's no, it isn't for your health. They didn't force you not to be able to work and see your family unless you get vaccinated. And then at the same time, tell you, we're worried about you developing lung cancer. So we're going to rob you of tobacco products you have access to. No, I cannot believe that Harvard confirmed in 2015 that nicotine is not addictive. They did animal studies, found out it, they couldn't make an animal addicted to nicotine. They did FOIA requests of the tobacco giants and found out in the 70s and 80s they also knew nicotine wasn't addictive. So they added a chemical called pyrazines to the nicotine and to the tobacco product to finally make it addictive. Now, this is messed up because the FDA has all this documentation. They're the ones that approve these chemicals to be added. Imagine my realization that for the last 50 years, I could have been lied to about tobacco and its toxic side effects. And then... I started to realize, and I really do believe this, I believe the tobacco lawsuit that took place where about 20 years ago, they were mm -hmm. sued for billions of dollars for finally right. settling, that they did know that they caused cancer. I think that was all a psyop. I think ah. the government set that up so they could put on the tobacco products that in the, the future are going cancer. to stand in the way of progress for their agenda. That the Sorry. government said, we have to convince the public Tobacco products are not to be trusted, and they have done that for decades now. This is how far in advance I believe they have been working at this because they're viruses that are venoms, all of them. You can call it a virus or venom. It doesn't matter. They all target the same thing, alpha-7 nicotine receptors, and nicotine's the perfect antidote to it.
I mean, Native Americans used when their animals or themselves got bit by snakes. What did they use to cure themselves? They made a poultice out of tobacco oh, yeah. leaves. Put it down, yeah. yeah. I, even even read, I even read recently that snakes have an aversion to tobacco smoke. Yes, they do. I was like, oh my God. You know, you got to dig. You really have to dig to be able to find stuff. But so it's really theorics. messed up, man. So everybody needs to make sure you have access to nicotine at some point. And nicotine is not. I've been educating the world, too. I didn't know this either, man. I only thought it was in tobacco because of so much crap we're being marketed with and propagandized against. But I had no idea nicotine was, until about six months ago, is in our tomatoes, every tomato, every potato, every cauliflower, celery, eggplant. And so for me, this was a great realization to start tearing down this misconception about nicotine for all those who, one, love our creator, have respect for a creator, God made this stuff. I didn't. Why did he put nicotine in there if it was bad for you? <laughs> Why? Look what, look what they did to marijuana. I mean, they demonize yeah. anything, and then at some point, they'll make money off of it. Yep. And in fact, right now, in fact, all of you right now, Ophirix, that company right now just got pulled oh, yeah. up. I'll, I'll, I'll put it back up. Yeah. Ophirix uh, and many other companies right now are making synthetic nicotine binding products and calling them drugs. And you can look them up online. They even list them on Wikipedia. Alpha-7 nicotinic acetylcholine receptor antagonist and agonist. And they give you the whole list of all the drugs that are being patented to mimic the effects of nicotine. Right. They're going to rob you of nicotine. So <laughs> only the certain <laughs> people can get this stuff. So right? they can prescribe to you a drug that is nicotine. And do you think well, everybody will be allowed to have they... this stuff? Or you think just certain people will be allowed to have Ophirix? No, no if you right? look at Ophirix funding companies, look at the resources page yep. of who's funding them. You Boom. know who they're developing this for. So the, va- the big FDA vape ban went in effect January 2, 2020. Very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yep. That's my vape. Uh, I mean, you know, if response. they're going to, a buddy of mine said, if they're ever going to release something, they would have to have a leash on it because they wouldn't want to affect themselves. Just think if they had released something and it would start taking down congressmen Sorry, and senators and things like that. They wouldn't keep their mouth shut for very long to a certain point. So they have to have the leash and the leash is nicotine and all and these other products that Dr. Artis has or these other substances that you've brought to this. And and you and you three on here, I'll just tell you, I've had whistleblowers come actually approach me and get through doctors to get information to me from the FDA since 2016, that in private meetings at the FDA, these are FDA people contacting me, that they have documents from meetings since 2016 where our government started planning to restrict supply chain of nicotine agents into America from other countries, starting back in 2016. And we thought they just loved us and wanted to protect our health. Yeah. How much evidence is of their true empathy for you? So a long time ago, Dr. Artis, I had a try to break down the word Ophirix, and I think I did it incorrectly because Ophir was this uh, alleged mythical golden city but ophi by itself without the r means snake-like oh really so so and then and then rex is king right so it's the snake king (laughs) 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 yes hey thanks for putting that up there rob 20 20 january 2nd almost to the date almost to the date of the covid hysteria right yeah it's messed up man oh and just to even help here january is a very big month that's when it was published by the chinese uh, researchers when they were checking the people sick in wuhan that's when they published in january of 2020 same month 
that huh. the antibodies inside the blood of every sick person in China, their antibodies weren't targeting a virus. They were targeting two snake venoms Jeez. called the crate snake and the king cobra snake. That's exactly what they published. And this is why in the media, CNN and everybody was publishing the origin source of COVID was snakes up until April. And then the whole narrative was shifting and being fact-checked away to bats. <laughs> they didn't want you knowing it was bats. But nicotine is the antidote for all venom toxins. They target all nicotine receptors. And for both all of you on the show, this is what's significant about this. I didn't know that nicotine receptors were on every cell in the human body, including T-cells. I mean, you're seeing this reaction from the vaccine and the COVID sick people that they have this immune deficiency where they can't produce T cells to fight infections anymore. I did not know T cells are lined with alpha seven nicotine receptors and venom when it hits it shuts off the T cells function. Uh, and this <laughs> explains like your AIDS scenario. And this is why oh my God. In, in December of 2022, I mean, I felt like I was poisoned in December of 2021. I wrote, I, I wrote this to Daniel um, and I felt like, I felt so, it was so different than anything else that I've ever experienced. You know, just cold sweats, not so much a fever, but um, just malaise and tiredness and things like that, that went throughout the year, throughout the year of 2022, where I was, I had like low level narcolepsy, the tachycardia started in like March or April of 2022. And um, that was frightening enough. Um, no chest pains or anything like that, but it was just like, extreme heart rate for four hours sometimes that, that would stop out of me if i would if i ate something it would stop um sometimes for like 12 hours i would have um it happen and then i would just fall asleep strangely enough i would fall asleep um with this rapid heartbeat and then i would wake up and it would it would be normalized and uh and then of course the you know i got some organic tobacco and you mentioned the the lucy so i started I got some of that, and then I found out that that had sucralose in it. So I was wondering, you know, there is a new, there is a brand I've found since then that's the cleanest we've ever found, and it's called Rugby, and you can find it on Amazon. R U G B Y, and I'm not the one that found it. Multiple docs were looking for me to help me identify the cleanest product, and Rugby is the cleanest brand right now. We are working. I am actually formulating right now a product, and I have to sign the documents now for the actual final formulation, which is exciting. But uh, it includes Labellia, which is India tobacco, all organic, that will provide the nicotine in the plant extract that we're creating right now, which will be exciting. Okay. And it will be I was going to make that suggestion of all the other things that it. you're doing. Yeah, We're on it. we got two products coming to cleanse the blood and to actually address the cell damage in the body from venoms, period. It is These two products are going to be life-altering for the future and for the current, but more for the future because they're going to continue to unleash this stuff. I mean, even the suggestion, I'll just share here too for you guys if you haven't seen it. Zev Zelenko texted me right before he died a month before, and he goes, Doc, they've got this Marburg virus that's going to be coming out soon, but don't be scared. Please make sure the audiences know that zinc is the solution. And I said, hey, Zev, I've got one better. Do you know what Marburg virus is? I said, I already can tell you what it is. It's actually synthetic, manufactured, boom slang snake venom that they are mass quantity producing in china and it, it has every published side effect as marburg describes Jeez. and then he dies the next month the very next month not a joke there's a movie released from hollywood with brad pitt and sandra bullock called the bullet train and on that train a bullet train the whole show is on a bullet train it's a horrible movie 
It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but in the very beginning, the opening scene, the whole wedding, it's a wedding, the whole wedding party, except for Brad Pitt, who's a server, everybody starts pouring out blood out of their eyes and vomiting blood out of their mouth and they collapse and die, which is as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is what they say Marburg virus is going to be like. I've got to watch this. Now, my entire family fell asleep in five minutes. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> and I just, it's so dumb. It is so dumb. So right. I'm watching it because I'm like, oh my God, that is like the Marburg virus. Are they predictive or pre-programming us to see this? Yeah. The very next scene, they introduce two characters on the train that are going to support Brad Pitt in his investigation or whatever he's doing. And the two guys, the black guy and a white guy, and they introduce themselves to the audiences in the film with two names, Lemon and Tangerine is what they go by. And I remember seeing that. And I was like, oh, my God, the heroes of whatever was just shown in the first scene are going to be two fruits. <laughs> and those fruits have what in it? Nicotine. Vitamin, Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Which oh, is an God. antidote also to snake venom, like boom slaying snake venom and the spike protein of yeah. COVID. So I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, my God, they're even telling you the antidotes are the names of the characters. Okay, so I keep watching. And then Brad Pitt, unbeknownst to me, I don't know this is going to happen. He knocks over some luggage. And guess what is in the middle of the luggage is a cage. The cage busts open and a boom slang snake comes shooting out of it. And he says, oh, my God, it's a snake. There's a boom slang snake on the train. And the whole movie, for a waste of my two hours of life, actually they talk about and show the boom slang snake, but it has no part in the movie. It doesn't bite anybody. It doesn't hurt anybody. They just keep showing it and talking about it. By name, Bloom Slang Snake is on the train. Who the, the hell villain? knows what a Bloom Slang Snake looks like for right. like a, a waiter on a no plane kidding. to a train? They're like, oh, yeah. it's a Bloom yeah. Slang Snake. Yeah, no kidding. And then at, <laughs> at the end of the movie, the villain shows up on the train to confront Brad Pitt. It's a woman with a trench coat, and she opens it and pulls out a syringe, a vaccine, oh, and injects Brad Pitt in the heart with it after telling him this is Bloom Slang Snake venom no. in the shot. And then injects him with it. Insane. And then Brad Pitt goes like this. He looks down and he goes, thank God I took anti-venom this morning, which is monoclonal antibodies. Rips it out and stabs her with it. And then immediately blood pours out of her eyes, out of her nose. She vomits blood and dies right there on the train. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're even showing you they're putting venom in a shot. Oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. So That was, a, that was the sequel to Snakes on a Plane, by the way. There you go. Exactly right. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Anyway, it's just really messed up, man. And I'm convinced, unfortunately, I didn't ever want to go, you know what? I don't believe all the crap I've been taught my whole life, but this idea to let go of a virus idea that you've heard your whole life, just recognize this. They've been, I mean, you two, Rob and Andre, for four years now, we've been told there's this dangerous virus all over the world causing wrecking havoc everywhere. It's even making people sick who aren't even sick, right? It's asymptomat asymptomatic spreaders all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. You're spreading stuff and you don't even have the ability to spread it because you don't have any symptoms. So dumb. All right. Isn't it odd that the whole world or 5 billion people on the planet fell for a vaccine to address in the media that they're telling you a dangerous virus is going around the world that you're inhaling, stand six feet apart. Isn't it weird that when they start marketing the vaccine to fix it, isn't it weird? Don't you think that lay people didn't see this? Do you know there's no virus inside any of the vaccines for COVID? There's no SARS-CoV-2 in any of them. Right. In fact, they tell right. you there's not. They're it's only, rolling in knives. They're <laughs> only injecting you with either spike proteins spike. or the instructions for your body to make the spike proteins in the mRNA tech. 
They don't care about the virus. The virus was never the concern. They wanted you to get spike proteins in your body that were confirmed to be venom proteins, snake proteins, and they want to inject you inside of that in a concentrated form, like on the bullet train movie. What's going to happen if we inject them all inside of you instead of exposing to you by air, water, and food, calling it a COVID pandemic? Right. And then you just wonder, right. if they really aren't concerned about making viral vaccines with viruses included in tech, what are they really concerned about? Make sure you get that shit. It is Where are the virus? really <laughs> venoms. It is yeah. not viruses. It is venoms. And so and what's very interesting about Brad Pitt starring in a lot of these movies where he was the World War Z guy and the, the vaccine was the savior at that point, it turns out that there's a one uh, there's a reason why Brad Pitt is in the movies. And it's not just because, you know, he was deemed to be a good looking guy because we know that he couldn't act in, in that one movie with the two uh, Susan Sarandon and them like he barely could act in that. It's because of his blood and his bloodline being related oh, really? to all of the U.S. presidents and and Obama and all of these other um yeah, that's, that's why I most of these that. actors and actresses Whoa. are in Hollywood doing these movies is because they, um, okay. if you go to famouskin.com, famouskin.com, you'll be, you'll see it, them all in there and uh, you'll say, oh my God, you know, let me, um, he's not such a great actor. He's part of this bloodline that they get all the spoils. I have, I have to interject this real quick. So Venom, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dr. Artist, that, that'll attack or deplete your copper, right? Yeah, so venom depletes copper out of your cells, depletes zinc out of your cells, and sucks in magnesium inside your cells. So, to activate so it. couldn't that cause an aneurysm potentially, because of Hot. the needing the copper in order to keep the elasticity of your of your uh, of your right? Of course, yeah. Aneurysms are just the okay, weakening right. of the blood vessels of your arteries that are muscular. They're getting paralyzed and weakened and expanding. Eventually, rupturing is the worry and stroke out and die. Right. That's just going so back copper, to the Joe Linder thing. Copper yeah. depleted out of those muscular cells of your arteries and blood vessels causes aneurysms. Yes. So what so are the I, symptoms of high magnesium that we could look for? Uh, no one has high magnesium. Everyone's depleted in magnesium. I mean, seriously, 90% of everybody is depleted in magnesium. And where do they test it from? They look for it in your blood. Venom, when it gets inside your cells, or if you want to call it a virus, getting inside your cells, when it gets inside your cells, it kicks out copper and zinc into your blood. And then it push, it pulls magnesium out of your blood into the cell. And all venoms require magnesium to be activated to become more toxic. I just didn't know that until I got into the snake venom research, which is why people listening here, please don't freak out about magnesium in the audiences. The only people I tell to make sure you're not supplementing magnesium are those who have received the COVID-19 vaccines in any form for three months. Do not take it. If you're doing a detox protocol already, do not include magnesium in your supplementation. We are finding when we take people off of it, their symptoms improve. And this is why I just didn't realize all this until my research in the last year. So okay. I have a, a, an interesting question that I heard. I, I can I let, sure, I don't Andre. I don't, I don't mean to. I don't mean to interrupt. But I, I don't know how much Doctor Artis has uh, as far as time. It's, I have a- Andrea Marino, and I know this is going to shift gears a little bit, but um, pediatrician changed. One of them retired. She's looking at chlorella, and she was looking at dosages for a three-year-old, and she wanted to get some of your uh, your feedback on that. And this is from Andrea Marino. Yeah, that's great. So chlorella is actually a plant. Actually, it's an algae 
component. So the green stuff you see in the ponds, <laughs> that algae, that's actually chlorella. So chlorella actually doesn't have a toxic dose, but with any child, three or younger, uh, 100 to 500 milligrams a day would be plenty. So I'd probably start at 100 milligrams, give that to him once a day, see if his bowels or her bowels are moving normally as they're detoxing the body. Uh, it doesn't have an impact to actually cause constipation or diarrhea, but when you're eliminating toxins and that gets dumped into your intestines, you often will get loose stools. So as long as the, the kid is emptying, uh, the chlorella dose should be just fine. So 100 milligrams is where I'd start probably every day. Great. Yeah. And she was thinking about moving it up, like you said, uh, as time went by every every Absolutely. week or so, uh, readdressing it and checking it out. Um, now, one other person I think I have on here, it's kind of... You know what? It's not. It's just a. It's not okay. Oh, ashwagandha. What your uh, your take is on uh, valerian root and ashwagandha and St. John's wort? Yeah. Is the question about do I like them or a dosage? Is that what they're looking for? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's uh, you know, if she has issues with uh with with uh gastrointestinal issues, uh, bowel and stuff like that, and she's looking for things that would help uh, ease that or maybe remedy it. Okay, and good. She's losing a lot of weight. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Okay. So when it comes to ashwagandha, I love ashwagandha. If you are in a very stressful situation, you know, you're, you're having arrhythmias, palpitations, anxiety, panic, uh, not sleeping well in the night, waking up many times. This is typically too high a cortisol, which is a hormone that reacts to stress. And ashwagandha is the most published uh, herb plant to actually reduce cortisol levels. It actually acts like insulin does to blood sugar ashwagandha cuts down cortisol so it would massively make improvements and cortisol impacts every part of the body including your bowels so ashwagandha 500 milligrams a night is probably enough and i would do that between dinner and bedtime or at dinner or at bedtime but the sooner you get that in the evening the more relaxed you'll feel as you're resetting your cortisol cycle which for many is too high at night and it should be highest in the morning so ashwagandha is great what were the other two i think you mentioned two others uh st john's wort and valerian root yeah, St. John's wort, 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams a day. Love it too. And you can use that any time of day. St. John's wort, you might want to use like breakfast and dinner so that it helps to reduce anxiety and stress and cortisol all throughout the day. But ashwagandha, I'd focus on just in the evening. And what was the third one? Valerian root. Valerian root. Uh, valerian root is actually one of my favorite herbs on the planet. I've used it for 20 years now to help people with anxiety, depression, uh, and then sleep, insomnia. So do I think you need all three of those if you're trying to use them all three for the same thing? No, but you could find a complex probably of a product that had all three in them. They also John have Ford, anxiety. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're also trying to cut their anxiety, but I think that's where the cortisol thing comes in too, is what you were Absolutely. saying. So I think it's all related, yeah. Yeah, all three Didn't of those. Dr. Healy say that uh, ashwagandha was a, a dissolver in the group of uh, neutralizers or something? I yeah, I, I, yeah I actually educated Ely on that so he could teach everybody. But the ashwagandha herb... Uh, also known as Withania somnifera, is published since the 70s to be a natural blocker and inhibitor of venoms from snakes or any venomous creature binding to your cells. It, and then again, in 2016, it was published to be one of the top 10 natural binders to venoms to prevent death and disease and injury from venoms. So that's why we use ashwagandha. And ashwagandha is going to be in my plant extract I was just talking about with the uh, Labellia also, the tobacco product from India. It's going to be in there too for those very reasons. When do you project that will be um, available? 
Uh, it'll be it'll be available before September, so in the next month and a half, maybe. It, when I look at this email today, I might find out it'll be ready in the next couple of weeks, which will be very exciting. All right, and then the the next question is uh, well, it's a uh, kind of a statement and kind of a question. It's uh, from Danielle, and this one is about type one diabetes uh, issues with eyes, issues with sight, and being told that she got an injection in her eye. They're talking about lasers and the other, and the other thing is gastroparesis. She's had something like seven inflammations just this year where she's had to be hospitalized or she's gone to hospitals and throwing up 24 seven and trying to figure out what's, uh, what's causing it, stopping it and or what to, what to stop it with. I've heard of you urology, all kinds of things, uh, throwing her direction, but she's trying to find the natural way to fix this because it's not working in the allopath realm. And she's getting really sick and losing a lot of weight. So, yeah. All right. So number one thing I've, I've actually done several presentations on my, my views of how to reverse diabetes, why it's so important. And this is huge. I don't know if y'all saw this, but uh, it was published last week by the WHO, World Health Organization, that uh, mm -hmm. they expect by the year 2050, so in 27 years, there will be 1.31 billion diabetics on the planet. Now, in my opinion, if I was the Thank American, you, if I was the American, that's, that's double and a half of the current diabetic total on the earth right now. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's like almost 20% of the whole Earth's population are going to be diabetics by the year 2050. Culture so this is, a very, this is a very, very important thing. Now, for all of you on here, could you all imagine getting that, that uh, notification from the WHO published in the mainstream media? Could you imagine being on the board of directors of the American Diabetic Association? I mean, I thought for the last several decades, their job was to try to eradicate and solve diabetes. If there's ever been a bigger slap in your damn face that the American Diabetes Association sucks at what they do, it is that they've just announced there's going to be two and a half times the amount of current diabetics in this world, and everybody on the effing planet should stop funding that damn organization. Maybe so, a cancer association as well. <laughs> so here I go. I'm just going to let you know if you want to know how I really feel. So person asking the question, I would recommend you buy a book right now called the Diabetes Code, and it's written by a medical doctor out of Canada named Dr. Fung, F-U-N-G. 90% of every single, it's actually 94% the WHO just published, 94% of all the diabetics will be type 2 diabetics. Even if you're a type 1 diabetic, you need to follow exactly what Dr. Fung's book written, The Diabetes Code, is for type 2 diabetics, with two exceptions. You need to do everything in the book, verbatim. And then I'm going to tell you two things you need to start doing right now to help reverse your symptoms. Number one, the minerals in your body that every cell in the pancreas requires to make insulin are two metals that are called minerals. And they're on the periodic table of elements. It's chromium and vanadium. Yep. So you need to start supplementing chromium and vanadium. The most common form of supplemented vanadium, V-A-N-A-D-I-U-M, is called vanadyl sulfate, V-A-N-A-D-Y-L, sulfate. Just order the product, follow the recommendations. Those recommendations are based on the FDA, who I don't like, but on their recommendations, just follow it. And then number two, during this pandemic, everyone on this hosting this event and everyone at home listening, you know that during the pandemic, they have been injecting the same venoms they found in every COVID-19 patients into mammals during the pandemic and doing research on them. 
and they want to know what diseases can they create with these venoms when they inject them inside of them. And they published these four things that within 72 hours of injecting cobra venom, crate venom, or cone snail venom into a mammal, they can create a type 1 diabetic in 72 hours or less. One. They can create Parkinson's in 72 hours or less. They can create viral myocarditis in any animal in 72 hours or less. And they can create a brain tumor called glioblastomas in less than 72 hours by just injecting those venoms. And in every one of the published papers, they create those diseases in 72 hours, and then they create an antidote and administer it. Only one over 72 hours to see what happens. And in every case, they've reversed every single scenario. They reversed type 1 diabetes they created with the venoms. They reversed the brain tumor in 72 hours by administering this treatment in less than 72 hours. They reversed viral myocarditis. It took 14 days to reverse it, but they only treated them for 72 hours. And then they were able to reverse Parkinson's in 72 hours with one substance. And it was injecting the animal with nicotine. Oh my God. Right back at it. So Can I type, real one quick? Diabetic, type 1 diabetic yeah. at home, you need to get nicotine patches of 7 milligrams and wear them every single day. They publish it turns on beta cells to release insulin. They it's so disgusting what they're doing and they're they're just figuring out now. And type one's the reason. Yeah, insulin. type one, you you get your insulin like shut down basically, right? You're not producing right. it anymore. Right. So if so, in it, you have to inject it. They're right. showing so they the, can so the beta would help. Oh my god, that's perfect. This, just so y'all know, this was what I was going to be presenting at Doctor Butar's conference when he died. The week before, he asked me, what do I want to present on? I said, I'm going to present on four irreversible conditions in medicine that in labs in this world during the pandemic were studying the same venoms found in COVID patients, and they're looking to see what they're creating, and the antidote was effing nicotine every damn single time. Nothing else. Nothing else. (laughs) And it wasn't from tobacco. It was just straight nicotine. And they tell you the doses they use to do it. They know they can create these diseases that they call irreversible. They're only irreversible because venoms, damn it, is published to stay lingering in the human body for over 10 years, even after you treat them with antivenom. Can I go a little dark here for a second? A lot of children go through a lot of vaccines, a lot of brain tumors and a lot of St. Jude's would be empty seats if they knew what was causing it and not putting them through chemo and radiation and killing them because of something that could have been dissolved or gotten rid of with the freaking nicotine. Oh my God, the cobra toxin and the spike protein of crate venom that they found called bungaro toxin. They're injecting that into mammals and creating glioblastomas in 72 hours. What are you hearing about in the media? Young teenagers and college kids are dying from glioblastomas. They're calling turbo cancers after yep. the shots. They're dying faster than the normal time frame. I just show I can show you, and I will be showing and presenting this at my Healing for the Ages conference and everything I do in the future. They know they can create what they call irreversible syndromes that they know how to reverse in the same time it took to create it. Three days or less. That's injectable nicotine that's fixing it? Yes, that's what they're doing. You don't have to inject it. You just need a nicotine source. I didn't make nicotine. God did. He put it in the plants on the planet, and we bastardized it. I I just saw a uh, 60 minutes, like an hour, 
that they specifically talked about people with glioblastoma. And one or two people survived it, but then, of course, there were others that, you know, that got a little bit better, but then they died. Um, and my mom died. I watched my mom die and take her last breath because she had a glioblastoma brain tumor in 2001. It so is the most mom. It is the most diagnosed brain tumor for the last 20 years, and it's only accelerating every year. And they know they can do it with these damn venoms they call spike proteins. So inject billions of those into a kid. What do you think is yeah. going to happen? They publish. It crosses the blood-brain barrier in less than two hours and starts to cause glioblastoma formation in 72 hours or less. And I mean, Venom and injections is nothing new, everybody. It's been going on for a long time. You said it's, specifically that these prill, um, these prill uh, meds are, the, what is it, for... Um, ACE inhibitors for blood, blood pressure. Blood pressure have the venoms in there and you know they're in there this right? is so they're wild damage right they're doing damage yeah andre when you talked about earlier about the stories like i couldn't believe this wasn't a bigger story everybody should know about these d-dimers and the snake venoms and blah 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 it was crazy is people non-stop for the first three months every day i had to deal with trying to handle medical doctors and scientists around the world who wanted to like do a intervention with me to wrangle in the chiropractor from spreading crap and they're they the would yeah, yeah. and they would physics and they would figure, and these are all my colleagues for the last three and a half years. They actually would say to my face, Dr. Artis, you can't swallow snake venom and it get into the bloodstream. And I'd go, oh, really? And I would just listen to them until everyone said their pieces. And when they would get done, I'd go, great. All right. So now everybody here, raise your hand. Have you ever prescribed an ACE inhibitor drug like lisinopril? Ever? Raise your hand on Zoom. They all did from around the world. And I'd go, great. How many of you tell your patients to swallow it? They all raise their hand good. And I'd go, how many of you know that 22 million Americans this morning woke up and swallowed the pills y'all have prescribed them called lisinopril for blood pressure? And they all said yes. And I said, great. How many of you know that lisinopril is made from snake venom and has been since 1981 when it was first ever introduced? Not a single damn medical doctor who wanted to tell me to my face, don't trust Dr. Artist, don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. This is how far... The pharmaceutical industry and the globalists keep their drug dealers in the dark, they call medical doctors, from even understanding what they're being told to prescribe to people around the world. 42 years, not a single damn medical doctor knew that Captopril, that's in Lisinopril, and every blood pressure drug that ends with Pril, Elapril, Captopril, Lisinopril, they're all made from the snake venom of one snake in Brazil called the Jaracus Viper. It's amazing huh. to me the drug dealers didn't know it, and yet they want to, and immediately all of them knew. Now to go like this, so you guys are prescribing snake venom to people, and they're swallowing it. Does it go into their stomach acid and make it past the stomach acid and get into their intestines, into their bloodstream? Because you're upset about watch the water was. You can't swallow snake venom, Dr. Artis, and make it go past the stomach acid. It will destroy it. No, it doesn't. You guys have been telling people to swallow it every day for 42 years, and it gets right past the stomach acid, gets into the intestines, into the bloodstream to paralyze your arteries to lower your blood pressure. It's a neurotoxic venom. Who's it's to say paralyzed. that in the pills, they're not lipid, you know, lipid uh, encapsulated so of that they course. can get past. They've right. been using lipid nanoparticle hydrogel wrapped around venoms as a delivery since 1974. Nothing new. Catalin Carrico has said that in her interviews. They know how to use venoms wrapped in lipid nanoparticle hydrogel. 
to both get it through your stomach acid. Number two, how to get you to absorb venom through your skin in water. They can put it, suspend it in lipid nanoparticle hydrogel. And when you shower in it, they said within, within 25 seconds, they can get the venom into your bloodstream through, through your skin. And they Jeez. published this with conotoxins. Yeah. And they published it saying, this is why you can put venoms in cosmetics like Botox creams, which Botox is a venom from bacteria. How it is right. they can put uh, Cobra venom in analgesic pain creams. The slow introduction. Oh, the yeah. slow introduction. I, and one Sunday morning I'm driving, and this was you know after I'd been enlightened by your information, and I'm listening to the you know KYW or the CBS affiliate, and it says, oh, yeah, we're using octopus venom now for skin cancer. And I just nearly drove off the road. And I was like, oh, my God, it just keeps on. the agree. It just keeps on lining up, man, like dominoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, within a month of my watch the water dropping, New York Times published an article titled Deadly Snake Venoms Turned Into Therapeutics. It was like their attempt <laughs> to try to get out. And I was like, man, the first word, deadly snake venom, you should have deleted that. You should right. have. Uh, you got a deadly venom. You're not going to try to tell the world. It's funny. Karen Kingston sent me that by text and goes, oh, my God, they're trying to get ahead of you. Well, they were already behind. They were just trying to get ahead of the people who hadn't heard yet in the mainstream media that we use deadly venoms from snakes for healthy benefits. And I don't know if you saw the Calgary presentation, Andre. How would you like that when I presented to the oh, whole yeah. Canadian audiences that there is a patent since 1994 for a King Cobra laced vaccine to treat cancer and and who owned the patent andre do you remember I, it's that's slipping me now it's robert w malone's oh patent. okay right oh, right that was right. at the very end where you there you go slipped in. 1994 i appreciate yeah, son that, of a bitch. and it like says and it states doing. in his patent that king cobra venom injected into a human is a positive therapeutic Really, he's such, he's such a nice boy. But he won't talk about yeah. venom. But he, he will not answer venom. a question about no, venom. No. And he tells everybody, <laughs> "Don't I'll answer any questions. Don't ask me about snake venom peptides." And yeah. everyone calls me and goes, "Why does he keep saying that?" And I'm like, "Just go look at his research. I bet he dealt with snake venom, and he probably owns patents on that crap." I had no idea until, yeah, Karen Kingston sent me that. It was pretty awesome. I I just shared with... Uh, he says Daniel. it in a condescending way to make it seem like it's just because it's just a ridiculous topic, but in reality, it's because he's covering his own butt. Exactly right. I had shared with Daniel a little a little while ago, a two-hour conversation that I had on my podcast in 2016, where I had two gentlemen that were on there, and they were talking about prions. And uh, the, other, the other gentleman wrote a book called The Prion Agenda. So they've been talking about these infectious proteins... And all told, it's about four hours because the first two hours, it was us, us three. And then two weeks later, I gave the guy, I said, listen, I'm not going to be available. And they did another, they, the, both of those guys got together and they talked about the aerosolization of, of prions where they could aerosolize infectious prions and get them into um, immunocompromised mice and non-immunocompromised mice. And they could transfer this infectious protein via aerosol aerosolization into these these test animals and um and i can't help but think that there's some kind of connection here i mean there everything uh at least transport mechanism at least shedding right, right. Pa patrick <laughs> and that's what i wonder like when as soon as in 20 in december 2021 when i was sick i went 
over to PA to visit two guys that I used to work with. They both had got the shots. And when I told them that I didn't, they looked at me like, well, you know how they looked at me. Yeah. And, um, and I said, well, I said, would you expect anything else from me? Because I'd been warning them about stuff for a number of years, but I'm crazy. And that's just the way it is, but they're crazy enough, crazy fun, I guess, yeah. um, to, to keep, uh, to keep me in the, in the, you know, the address book. They're but awesome uh, right after that, boom, I, I was like, damn, I feel weird. Um, I lost my appetite completely. Not that I lost my sense of taste and smell, but I lost my appetite completely. And that was, I think, was the beginning of whatever, whatever aerosolized or whatever I drank or ate or whatever it was that got into my body. It, it just kind of extended out through 2022. And then when I got sick in 2020, um, in December of 2022, I was sick with like, it was just, it took so long to get out of me. And the only thing that I can think is that I still had these venoms in me. And when I got sick with bronchitis or something else, it just extended my, because my immune system was not functioning properly. And the next thing you know, I was just like, just kind of wrecked for like four or five weeks. Insanity. So. Well, this has been a great discussion. I'm going to have to wrap up here in about four minutes. Yeah, let me uh, let let me jump this in real quick. I'm sorry, Doctor Otis. I didn't mean to talk over you. Um, I'm really interested in this article Rob put up there. Yeah, let's 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 let Rob do. Rob, you got like a a minute to uh, to, to, that that backs up what Andre was just talking about. Why don't Why don't you do that before I move on to something different? Well, yeah. So what it looks like is there are a relationship between prions and venom. There's interactions between this. Read that so, second sentence out loud. The immune, well, the immune system may eventually lead to treatments for Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. Ah. Two separate teams of researchers have discovered that a particular immune process helps prion proteins cause diseases such oh as BSC, Scrape, VCJD. There you go, bam. Two thousand one. I've gone over Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease and that whole crazy thing that happened in Papua New Guinea with that maniac. Who we ended up becoming like you know we'll, we'll go we'll go into that before but he's the guy who was uh, co-founded the whole AIDS uh, you know helping helping out with that with uh, the other the other doctor whose name I can't remember but uh, yeah yeah there's there's a whole lot of strangeness going on between that and the whole idea of a um, yeah. the uh, the slow virus was another these nonsense are, these are cool infectious thing. proteins that when they get turned on by uh, sick they call it cyclic amplification. They can have the infected uh, prions in the in the in good the edge or something like that. His with name good, is with with normal human prions. Guy, guy check. And the next thing you know, they cyclic. They hit it with a frequency. The infected proteins activate and then touch your it. It's one of the. It's one of those tag yes. your it situations, and then it turns uh, the human prion. That's why no animal prion or protein should ever be have been injected into the human body. And they knew this. And stop eating humans, goddammit. And then, of course, now (laughs) with the revelations of these of these snake venoms doing and and doing all the things attaching to these, uh, you know, receptors, it's like, you know, where do you begin? But I know there's a connection there. And these guys that I that I did these um, these podcasts with are just incredible. Okay, so I got we probably got like less than a minute left here or maybe a little bit. Pointing the finger at each other with the aerosolization, I just wanted to point that out there as well. It's like where everybody they want everybody fighting and it's, oh you're you don't have a vaccine, but it's if it's everywhere, they're poisoning the whole area. Okay, so somebody had asked and I thought this was really good. I had this issue, I told you about it, you helped me out, 
by the way, povidone and iodine burned like crazy because there was something going on in my eye. After I, I did it after I was already better, there was no reaction whatsoever. It was whatever was going on in my eye that made it burn so badly, right? Um, everybody that I know, not everybody that I know, but a lot of people in different areas, different parts of state, different states over in San Diego, they're having this pink eye thing that's going on. They're calling it pink eye. But it and it but it feels a whole lot different and it doesn't and it lingers a whole lot longer. It's a whole lot stickier, a whole lot grosser. It leaks more, and all kinds of other symptoms, headaches, and all this other stuff that goes along with it. Any thoughts on why that's happening and so you know in such a far spread out area that so many people are talking about this that I'm even getting messages about it, talking yeah. about hey I remember that time you had your eye problem. Uh, my my friend has it. They they have it. This has it. Yeah, somebody came in my house this weekend and actually had it on Saturday. I was like, hey, man, what happened to your eyes? I saw you yesterday. Now they're all red. <laughs> so uh, just so you know, when I went to Calgary, I was asked to go there and speak in Canada a couple months ago. The whole request was, can you come up here and present on this new variant coming out of India that they're saying is coming called Arct- Arcticus is what it was called. <laughs> and the only thing they published about Arcticus, they said that was different than all other variants of COVID, supposedly, was that it caused pink eye. Oh, my God. And so this pink eye stuff, that's why I went to Calgary in Canada. Was That was the first part of every presentation was to get people to understand, number one, you don't have to be afraid of pink eye. Pink eye, even if it is pink eye, NIH and everybody publishes is self-limiting all on its own. It will go away in two weeks or less. So you don't have to worry about it. But if you want it to go away faster, the NIH publishes that adenoviruses are the number one cause for conjunctivitis or pink eye. And that adenoviruses, which represent almost every single pink eye cause, except for this supposed new variant out of India, named after yours truly. They just didn't know how to pronounce my name, Artis. They mm-hmm. called it Articus. You know, they, they were trying. Uh-huh. They, they got it wrong. <laughs> That's funny. I made I like fun that. of that, actually. I was like, I think they're trying to name it after me. <laughs> they messed up. It's Artis, man, not Articus. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Spark yes. The NIH publishes that a povidone iodine irens uh, within two to three days, even in infants, is the number one way to clear conjunctivitis or adenoviruses that cause the majority of all pink eye. So uh, you can look that up and follow that along, but look up irenses with povidone iodine. My, my proposal will be this. You want to know how I think they're doing that? Uh, all yeah, of you. Yes, I know. I, I, in every interview from the beginning with the Venom stuff, I talked about a show by NBC that they put out in 2016 called The Blacklist. Yes. In in The Blacklist. Yes. Season four, episode 15, that just ironically equals 19. (laughs) Funny. So season four, episode 15, the entire narrative of COVID-19 is told to you in that 50 minutes. The whole thing that I was proposing I just happened to see it after I figured out the Venom stuff. It was just one thing that pushed me over the edge to be confident enough to show the whole world this is how they're doing it. The opening scene, a guy drinks a drink, and then the next moment, he's in an ICU. Doctors can't figure out why he's experiencing respiratory failure, but he's been poisoned somehow in something he drank. That's all they know. And then the FBI determines later that he was being poisoned in his drinks with crate venom. From a crate snake and they showed the snake and i was like oh my god they're even telling you in the show he's told by the icu doctor that he he breaks out of the icu he's told by the icu doctor he has to be on corticosteroids until they figure out what he was poisoned with he breaks out of the hospital kidnaps a black woman to break into a pharmacy to get him corticosteroids and when she hands it to him he, he looks in the camera and goes i've been trying to avoid this my whole life 
Corona of death. Yes. Pops the pills and falls over. I've looked it up everywhere. Corona of death is not a phrase that has ever been used until that damn show. So this is four years before COVID. Okay. Right. Corona they did a lot of this stuff. Yeah. They did a lot Crown of this stuff of death, on, yeah. on, uh, on the X-Files. <laughs> yeah. Why did they? Yeah. Just, so uh, your you name know, popped up in the X Files. So in the actual <laughs> in the actual show, what they learn is the guy who's poisoning the main character with venom in his drink that he is drinking to cause his respiratory failure symptoms, the same person poisoning the main character is also paralyzing his wife at home with the same venoms, but is putting it in her eye. Oh boy. And she's paralyzed by the neurotoxic venom by just administering it into the eye. Think of the spitting cobra. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. It shoots the venom into your eye. He's using the same principle, putting it in her eyes. She can't get out of bed. She is alive and breathing, but she wants a divorce from him. And she, he wants a child from her. So he's figured out how to paralyze her and keep her in bed for a year while he impregnates her and then subjects her to venom that paralyzes her and she can't get out of the bed. She can't talk. She can't scream. She can only breathe with this venom. Wow. And from this episode, I told the whole world, they're doing this through your water systems. And they know they can introduce venom through your eyes. This is why in the alpha variant, they called it of COVID, there was massive amounts of pink eye. They are, you're in the shower and the venom is getting into your eyes. You're also drinking the water out of your fridge or out of your tap. And this is how they're introducing it to you. They even showed you. So this pink eye crap, I'm telling you, is has been the whole time. They just advertised it in the media. That this was some new side effect you've never seen before. And the Canada presentations were all to destroy that entire narrative. This was in every single variant reported. 10% of every hospitalized patient for the whole time of COVID had pink eye. 28% oh, of all children, 28% of all children worldwide who had COVID had pink eye. Wow. They just, they, they just hid that but they published detail. That they never had that. Oh, no. It was published, documented by the NIH. They just didn't put it in the mainstream media. Right, right, right. That's where everybody gets it. want to act like it's from. new and everybody needs to get a vaccine because everybody's going to get pink eye. Well, the first thing I published was the NIH published a paper about pink eye, conjunctivitis, in like 1996. And it says uh, pink eye is not deadly. And that's the <laughs> first thing I had to show everybody. No one's going to die from pink eye. So why are they trying to freak out? And then I showed all the documentation that medically it's self-limiting. It means it goes away on its own, even if you do nothing. And then that the NIH has also published the greatest thing to cure it. If you're going to use something is iodine rinsing in the eyes. That's Thanks it. Thanks for telling me about that, sir. Hey guys, I've got to jump. I got a, a video interview in like 10 minutes. Uh, uh, Daniel, thank you so much. Dr. Artis. It's been a pleasure. It's been a blessing I hope thank to, you, to speak with you and, and Rob, thank you for your information. Can you send all those links in an email? The ones that uh, Rob was pulling up or, yeah, those are great. Because I want to share I'll throw those with together my, with my Prion guys. And um, thanks, so, thanks so much. It's been an absolute. Thank you so much for what you've thanks, done. Thanks, Andre. Good to you see you. Really, again, you made a, an incredible impression, Dr. Artis. Thank well, you. Thank so God. That's all I hope thank for. You. Thank you. Amen. I'm just an instrument trying to be. And Rob, man, uh, I would love for you to go through a Dynabeat thing. I don't know if you've built out a presentation, but man, I would do a whole show with you for my audiences with you and take them through the Dynabeat stuff. That would be fun for me. I'd love it. I love learning. I'm building it. I'm working on it now, so that'd be awesome. Well, Daniel's Daniel's got my info of how to get a hold of me and get that set up. So let's I think sure I think cool. Rob might end up becoming my producer and and may, maybe awesome. me his. <laughs> that'd, that'd be great. That's cool. You should always be part I'll of the show. It. Yeah, that'd be I awesome. If you had the time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's
That's awesome. Right, well, I got my own guys. super Don now. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're very welcome. Well, God bless all of you, and thank you. It's great to meet you, Rob, and thank you, Daniel, again. God thank bless, you, Brian. This God bless. Is a great show. Bye. And sorry for everybody who didn't get the chance to. I, nobody was calling, so we just went through the way we did with the uh, with the thing. And I know I didn't say we're open for calls because I was reading through. We just things happen the way they happen this week. There's always the next week, right? And there was a few in there that uh, you know maybe we should take a little more time with uh, Rob if you got it. Uh, a couple, sure. a couple of details to extract, you know, to kind of expand upon. Um, what, what, what stands out to you mostly from what we would just gather? Because there was a lot of pieces put together there, and you helped tremendously with the kind of the, the whole spine of the thing. So, well, I mean, I think one of the interesting points that we're learning right now is that we went ahead and we're injecting ourselves with something that a virus would make therefore are we being turned into the virus I don't because know, I don't know, okay so are you talking the about like, the, like the, the, the proteins you're talking about like, like yes the, like yeah okay they're making the us producers. the virus right we're making right right we're making the venom and what have the elites always said about us we're the virus we are the virus yes right. So, so symbolically, uh, yeah, and then the fact that it, I mean, from what I've been doing in the research with my book, this this whole venom thing, this whole snake thing, this is so ancient. It, they even say it predates any any written history. Uh, the Brotherhood of the Snake, the Cobra on the on the Egyptians, like this all comes from Babylon. This, they have certain signatures, and they've been using this in their sorcery and then their potions all throughout the ages. It's just when they got the guise of white coats and some kind of thing that took them out of the dirt and out of the, you know, out of the, that certain atmosphere of a, of a fire and, 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 you know, orgiastic, you know, things that people would identify as being somewhat evil and, and made it look more presentable to people. And all of a sudden this trust factor came in with all these TV shows, making us think that doctors were, were wonderful people didn't change anything about, especially when Rockefeller came in um, with his petroleum based, highly addictive pharmaceuticals that, then stole the stole the show that the the venom the venom aspect between these people and their and their secret societies and their little little uh cliques in the ivy league schools has always been a thing always been a thing it's never been it's never been disjointed there's never been a missing link it, it there was it's a straight path from from six thousand years ago to now so to find it and then go and then work backward from dr artis's work to say Okay, so the injections of venom haven't, or and the pharmaceuticals having venom in it, didn't start here. It have it's we just now noticing that it's been going on for however long, hundred years, I don't know, no longer, obviously throughout history, but in our modern era, probably at least since uh, since Rockefeller took over, if not soon, you know, before that, who knows? I think it became industrialized. In the last, you know, 150 years or so, right? Um, it, we've seen it be able to expand itself into a way that we can't escape it anymore. There is no faraway village where you can hide from these people anymore. Um, unfortunately, drones. <laughs> yeah, well, drones can have aerosolization too. Yeah. Well, I told you about the aerosolization trailer that I worked on. Well, that I was—I'm sorry—that I was supposed to work on. And I kind of walked away from the contract because it was something 
not that, that didn't make sense about it. Yeah, um, I know you probably don't want to talk too much about that either. Though. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's not classified anymore. It was under okay. DARPA, but now it's common knowledge. I could probably pull up an article about it. So, yeah, pe people don't understand. Like you're uh, kind of like the International Man of the Mystery, Secret Scroll, a mechanic, if you will. <laughs> now that I've gotten yes. to see that, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite quite a uh, quite interesting. Uh, yeah, the things that the things that he'll you'll say nonchalantly. A lot of people are like, huh? Oh, I know. <laughs> I get the crazy. Eye. Oh, oh yeah, you know, Darpa is just hanging out with Darpa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get the crazy eye all the time, all the time. There's been a lot of times when I've stopped conversations in a public setting, and I just got to go. Well, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll see you guys later. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> just got to walk away, let people recover. You know. It's kind of funny that he was talking about the. Uh, I didn't see the whole episode or ever. You know, I just the parts that he had brought out in the Watch the Water documentary about that show, uh, the Blacklist. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was the Blacklist. Um, yeah, I watched. Yeah, it. I know. I know who was in it because of Jane Spader, and I'm a fan of yes. his. But um, I also thought he was hilarious in The Office. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but George H. Simmons was one of the, you know, the big uh, criminal quacks of the ama and i believe it was him there's it was either him and i don't i don't think it was um fishbane i think it was george h simmons he was dosing his his wife too trying to make her appear crazy so he could have her institutionalized that is a very common and they made movies about common this. method several yeah. movies yeah there's been multiple doctors who have done this it's yeah. like some kind of uh weird munch weird munchenhausen's syndrome of sorts so Right, I think it's a little weird that if you wanted to have a child, then this is the TV version of it, right? Of, of mm -hmm. what, what you're talking about, why would you be even if you're if you're trying to have a healthy child? Why would you put any kind of poison of any type of? What is that? What was that? You got uh, something breaking through? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, that's a truck outside. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you had some uh, some poltergeists, some some something trying to break through your into your realm. <laughs> kind of looks like maybe. intergalactic, you know. They're Beastie coming Boy for song. me. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like, why would you put poison in, and and a woman who's about to have her child? As I was saying, but um, I have to wrap this up. But let's talk. Let's talk uh, on the side, and maybe we can, if you have the time on Mondays at at the very least, uh, kind of being like the, you know, because you're finding the stuff, you're able to put it up. I can't work all that stuff and still try to, th you know, pay attention to what people are saying and uh, get something out of it to to respond and still be looking and popping things up. Like that's. There's too, it's too much for, for this brain to uh, handle because I'll miss details. But if you wanted to, like what you were doing today was amazing. It was great. So that'd be very helpful um, if you're if you're available and if you wanted to. But if you don't, understood too. And we can talk about that off the... I just got really slow and then I sped up. That was crazy. <laughs> I went vroom across the screen. There's something going on. I don't know what. Yeah. I've got an echo yeah. and I don't know why. I've never had one before. Yeah, it's weird. All right, man. We'll 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 call this the day, and then uh, we'll talk on uh, Telegram or whatever. Okay, man. 
thank you for coming on today. Thank you for contributing as much as you had and uh, making the show very interesting today. It was very good. And uh, we'll talk again, man. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. Talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. All right. So last thing, guys, I'm just going to show you this present screen here. And where are we at? All right. I don't need audio. Biggity bam. Bring this up. Hide that little tail there. Okay, so in the description for this video, you will scroll down, as I said before, Dr. Artist membership right here, drartist.com, the Artist Club experience, okay? Click that if you want to get on his to where you can get uh, more opportunities throughout the month or whatever to ask him questions on his live. Okay, Dr. Monzo code for 15% off. It goes to my hot sauce website. You click it, then you just click the picture of Dr. Monzo, if you don't understand what that means, I did this in the very beginning of this uh, this video, so just watch the playback and I show you what it's about. And then, have you tried Try Blue? Try Blue is where I was just talking about. You can find uh, the glycerizin licorice root tincture extract. Okay, so it's there, and there you have it. There's other things in here too. You can look through here. I have great care in here twice because you can get Doctor Artist as your healthcare advocate if you sign up for the triple A. Uh, and and I think he actually like puts together a video or, or an audio file for you at that point. And then Dr. Peter Glidden's RiseUpInTheHealth.com, naturopathic doctor, super smart, super funny, really intelligent, and gives you a lot of history that you can help use in order to understand how you're being lied to when it comes to the medical industry. And I can't wait for this conference in Dallas. Hopefully somehow I get there. That'd be amazing. Tryblue.org. Uh, yeah, Daisy's right here. Oh, I, Daisy, I am sorry I didn't see these earlier because I had the other screen up. Uh, oh, it, Karen said that the St. John's War and Valerian Root make her feel sick and increase the anxiety. So there's that's that. And yeah, this was a really good episode. And, I, and uh, Joni, thank you so much for your contribution hopefully i can integrate that into the show for next monday if not it'll definitely be very soon after that it all depends on when i can get to san diego and you know do that but uh yes thank you everyone and next ep next episode we'll have more time for the uh the calls if people call you know and you guys had the number in the in the description the whole time so i didn't think it was too pending that i didn't do that because i had a bunch of write-ins already that I had to go through first. And this conversation was so phenomenal that everybody got something out of it. Okay? Great. Have a great day. Greatly appreciate everybody. Bye.